just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 102 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 5, episode 14. What do you go home to? I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. Say so hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 14, What Do You Go Home To? Dom? Whoever said progress was a slow process wasn't talking about me. I'm a motherfucking PIMP. Plus, I got the magic stick. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. What what an intro. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just told you I've got the magic stick. I don't... How could I be any better? What does this magic stick do? Well, that's a quote from the intro to PIMP by 50 Cent and then there was a remix that's called The Magic Stick um, and there's a certain line in it where he just turns and says I got the magic dick <laughs> so I think that's what it means now by no means do I think I actually possess any magic in my penis but <laughs> hey, it's nice to have that escapism through music Peyton can relate. She loves music. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And her life is escapism, isn't it? Mm hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine, yeah. Been busy. Been working, working my little socks off, watching TV shows for people. <laughs> are they little? They're, <laughs> they're not that little, actually, your feet. Because I gave you a pair of shoes football trainers that were too small for me but you'd think that you'd be like at least four sizes smaller but you're not <laughs> like you're so actually are your feet proportionately larger than than they should be do you, are you actually been giving all this heat to tessa and magda for having big toes and big feet and actually me? you are a big foot boy that's your just these wild accusations that you're throwing around now. Like Tessa will be on in about 20 minutes and we'll mm -hmm. discuss it. And yeah, I've chucked in a, you know, a, a BTT here and there, but nobody mm -hmm. throws it around more than you do. Big toe test. Well, it rolls off the tongue <laughs> so nicely, doesn't it? Massive foot Magda is also brilliant. <laughs> but that's the implication that she has one foot that's massive and the other foot that's you know average and there's just something funny about that yeah it, it amuses me greatly but you're again deflecting away from your own feet <laughs> my feet are probably normal sized maybe it yours sounds are like just you're... exceptionally large no i think i have the average foot size you i don't have, size... have an average foot size 
No, I do. I have UK 10, I think, oh. is like the average size. That's why I am. Shall I Google it? I'm going to okay. check this. Check the I, UK sizes. Because I'm a UK 9. Yeah, see, what well, are you walking on canoes then? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you're saying you're the average foot size, I'm below average then. So that's normal. Mm, okay. So you're okay. losing your own argument here. Well, okay. Okay, so what is the average foot size in the UK? I'm finding out. UK. UK man. <laughs> the yeah. average shoe size for men in the UK is a size 10. So, which is what I said. Yes. So therefore, my feet are not scarily large. They're normal sized. You just have, you're just average. Yeah, but I'm we're talking, average. but we're talking, okay, but now, okay, but it's not, okay, yes, yes. Yes? Yes, okay. But I guess what I'm saying is, is like, if, if a baby had a size UK nine feet, mm. they wouldn't be proportioned. No. Now I'm not saying you're the that you're the size of a baby, but, but I'm just saying that you you have I I thought you were going to have smaller feet than you do, and you don't, and that's good if you want it to be. You're happy I, with I, your feet, is what I'm hearing. I mean, they're fine. I mean, I have almost average size feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we've completely destroyed my soul uh, on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Dom. We haven't already talked about my nipple shape, have we not? And about the trauma that came along with that. And it wasn't I... actually nipple. It was the, what is it? The A, what is it? It's not the aorta. That's the, <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks, Dom. But what's it called? It's not the nipple. It's the, that goes round it. I'll give you a clue. He's in goal for West Ham at the moment. Areola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that exactly how you say it? Because I would remember that forever now. I know it's not Fabianski. I mean, that would have been... I know it's not Fabi. They're called Lukas Fabianskis. <laughs> <laughs> they could be called that. But... I think they're uh, Ariolar, Leviosar. That's right. It'd be like close that. enough that if someone heard it, they'd think I'd said it correctly. There you go. Exactly. So... Yeah, he's in golf for West Ham. Right, so we've spoken about about my nipple shape and the trauma that came with it. Has anyone ever given you shit about your well, feet? I mean, right. I'm firstly, not... well, no, they haven't. But also, I don't bring that stuff up. What a lucky life you've had. I don't bring that stuff up. You bring it up. You you traumatize yourself. <laughs> you you attacked me about my my foot size being proportionately or being disproportionate from the rest of me when actually I have one size lower than the so-called average in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's basically men just buying shoes that are too big for them. Okay. That makes it, they're just walking and go, oh yeah, I'm a 10 when they're a seven or something, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so you brought that up, not me. Mm-hmm. And I would never bring anything up about your, you know, conditions. <laughs> okay. So conditions. What are the other ones? I mean, there's so many. 
<laughs> you're 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 your own worst enemy, surely. But it's to laugh to laugh at these things is to be over these things. Is oh, the but way to laugh at someone else's, you know, insecurities is to also. So it get is an insecurity. It. No, <laughs> well, I wasn't even bringing this up meanly. I was just saying. I was surprised that your feet, that we could share shoes. I was surprised because I'm like a foot and a half taller than you. So it's like I am surprised that proportionately, you know, I'm now very interested in the size of your hands. (laughs) Could we share gloves? I really want to know. Would you you want to? Put that hand up. Put that hand up. It does nothing. Uh, it does nothing through the screen. Your hands are freakishly. You got really long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> They're good for L- basketball. Lucky ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. Sort yourself out, boy. Come on. <laughs> I've got so much news to share. Well, one news thing. I can't share it yet because it's too comical. It would be too... Tessa would want to be involved in it, I think, for... It's One Tree Hill related. Oh, God. Unless you want to just do it, you and I. That's up to you. It's your news. No, no. Best best save it. Best save it. (laughs) We are, though, a week and a half out from Chad... And there has yep. been a development that you and I have discussed off microphone is that Chad is doing a panel. So he's having, taking questions. We watched the Craig Sheffield one when we went to Sheffield. And it was actually really good. There's someone there asking questions about, you know, the movies that Craig had been in. And, you know, he did, I don't think he really talked about One Tree Hill, did he? Not really. Well, it was a horror convention. I think he mentioned it very briefly. Um but then, yeah, just talked about the horror films that he was in and his influences and stuff. Because it was actually really cool. It was actually very quick, wasn't it? We went in, we saw Theo, who was like our guy on the inside. We went and spoke to Craig and then it was time for the panel. And then we went and got our pictures taken and then we did our interview with him. It was like all in a row. There wasn't really mm. any gaps. And then we went and, or maybe we got chips in between. I remember a chip sandwich. We got chips at the end, didn't we? Or did we? to celebrate chips at the end to celebrate and then we left (laughs) well chad is doing a panel and i was saying to you because we're nervous about trying to you know ask him a question to to have on the podcast and i was saying to you what if we got in and and watched his panel and at the end they usually always do like a q a where you can put your hand up and they'll pass the microphone around to the audience and i was saying what if we put our hand up and get the microphone, ask him a question, and what we were rec- recording, voice recording on our phones, both of our phones, to like double check and hope make sure we get a recording, and then that way we de- we get to ask him a question, it, we get to put it on the podcast, and then we get to meet him, and we could still ask him if we could ask him a couple questions or something. But if he says no, then the pressure is released, like it's, mm. and you're down for this, right? Yeah, I haven't got a problem with this. Just what what do you want to ask him? Well, I was thinking, what about this? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we have a question. We have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Chad. This is Simon from The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. My friend Dom and I have two questions for you. I'll go first if you don't mind. 
Dom is a first-time watcher, and he has been convinced since the beginning that Lucas and Haley should have been destined to uh, have been in a relationship. He doesn't know whether that's going to happen or not. We're only in the midst of season five, Chad, okay? What Did you ever think that that, was, that could happen when you were making the show? Did you ever think that would have been a uh, suitable partnership then I pass the microphone to you, and then you say, I'm scripted it for you, but up to you how you do it. Also, do you think Keith was really Lucas's dad? There would be a lot of, well, depending on if it's One Tree Hill people in the audience, I think it could get laughter, it could not, I don't know. But I think they're good questions that he probably has never been asked before, and then hopefully he would answer them both. What do you think? It's also in line with, you know, the themes of our podcast. And then I put the Chad mask over my face while he answers I, it. I like it. They're great questions. Really good. And uh, I think he'd probably maybe laugh at them. Um, and I've got a f- the perfect follow-up as well. Go on then. Um, so, uh, Mr. Michael Money, just one last question from uh, from me, if if you don't mind. Sure, sure, sure. Um, your uh, off-screen relationship with one of your co-stars... Um, that ended up in a marriage. Uh, sorry, I should say a failed marriage. What's the um, what's the feeling like between you two now? Is this still just pure animosity, or is it something that you can get over? The whole room is quiet, tense, and you're now being shuffled out to the side. And I'm trying to say, I'm not with him. I'm not with him. We've got I don't know him. <laughs> Fuck him. I only use him for the transport up here. I went my own way back. Mug. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Wanker. Fuck you, Dom. (laughs) Sorry, Chad. (laughs) The whole room just starts, fuck you, Dom. (laughs) Fuck you, Dom. (laughs) Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm what? And then I'd just storm off. United. (laughs) Go and get some chips. (laughs) Lions. Do you know that I don't do the clapping? I refuse to do the clapping. On what? Irons? On On the United why I hate it I hate the clapping fuck off Could, do you want to explain that for our listeners I just at the, so the football team that we support they have a very specific song that they sing that we sing at the beginning of every game it's called I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles and it's you know it's part of our DNA gonna say However, it uh, no, I'm not singing it now no but at the end they go United United I don't do the clapping I don't get involved in the clapping. I do the United, but I won't do the clapping. Do you stand and sing? Oh, yeah, of course. So you stand, sing, but why won't you clap? Because people do all this with their hands in the air. Yeah. I hate all that. Not interested in that at all. You're a very confusing person. (laughs) (laughs) That makes... Okay. Well, does Ruby clap? Yeah, she claps. I do don't I need clap. To, do I need to edit that? No. Okay. You need to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> With the editing. Um, okay, so I actually think that could work. Well, now, the problem is is oh, that okay. back to Chad. Chad, Chad's... Pa- <laughs> yeah, enough of that. The Chad, back to what I want to talk about. Chad's panel is the first panel it's at 10 a.m which me and we're going from like the other end of the country so obviously our country's small yes we know 
but it's like three and a half hour drive so we're probably gonna have to leave around i don't know to be safe i reckon about half five in the morning oh fuck off i'm not leaving at half five it'd be ridiculous 5.45 is what I said to you in the WhatsApp, which you confirmed. You said 6.45, didn't you? Or 6.30? No. no. Oh, God. I just don't read these things properly. Yeah. I think, oh, I think, oh for fuck's sake, another message from Simon. Did You, did you, you used st- to wake up so early for work. You yeah, used to. I don't have to anymore. <laughs> this is I podcast up, work. I was up before six today, so maybe right. I could go at the time. You'll be all right. We will have shall such I, a fun time stay, in the car. Shall I stay at yours the Friday night? If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> My dad stayed here last week, you know. Got the got a play, got a room for you. Think about it. You just invited yourself here. <laughs> I said okay, and now you're saying you'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> gas that's that's called gaslighting, Dom. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's gaslighting. <laughs> you trying to tell me that it's not is the continuation of you gaslighting me. You feel fine about everything. You don't feel, you know, tormented at all. It's not gaslighting. Is it? Is it? No. <laughs> Call me Colonel. <laughs> Never. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a one-way street, my friend. Oh, All right, dear. okay, so oh, that's how we should end it. If Chad, oh my God, do you dare me? If we, if Chad refuses to, if we miss the panel because you make us late or something, and, me? well, it's you now, isn't it? It's you behind the wheel, it's you. Oh my God, if them fucking entitled whiny teenage protesters mess up our our road trip so for context and i don't know how dom feels about this and we haven't spoken about this and i almost feel like maybe my opinion it could even be divisive on this i don't know but here in the uk for the last like couple of days we've had teenagers or not even teenagers young people a couple generations below us have been protesting on the m25 and the m25 is the major motorway around london they literally, it is like the most, it must be the most major motorway in the UK, right? Yeah, one of, yeah. It circles London. So, yeah, so it's used by commuters every day. And these protesters are protesting about oil and oil licenses being given out to drill oil. And it's all about climate change and all of them things. All of the things that I agree with, oil is bad, climate change is bad, we need to be better to the world, and etc, etc, etc. I'm with all of that. But instead of them protesting at Parliament or protesting where the MPs are or whatever, they're like tying themselves to like bridges and getting in the middle of the road and whatever and shutting down the motorways. And so it's stopping people going to work is people are missing operations hospital hospital appointments missing flights missing funerals weddings all of these things like missing out on money it's messed up my business for the last couple of days and these whiny entitled fucks are like on their phones going 
crying i don't i'm 24 and i don't have a future the world is dying and i don't shut the fuck up you're 24 go get a job and then do something about it you're tying yourself to getting in my way and everybody else's way it made me late to go i'm working as a group leader again mm-hmm. it made me late for my first session and i'd left like an hour in advance pisses me off like i'm with it with what they want but why do they have to fuck with the general public? Why can't... Why? Why? That's like... Is, mm, what do you think? What are your thoughts? You've been pretty stone-faced through this. I considered... I, I figured that you would be in alignment with this, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, no, no. I, I, I definitely am. So it's extin- Extinction Rebellion, isn't it? And they're incredibly frustrating because even emergency services and stuff can't get through... Um, these people super glue themselves to the motorway and to each other so that they can't be removed. And if you go and touch them or try and move them, you get arrested because, you know, they have the right and the freedom to protest. And it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But I, I've said this about them, not them not doing it in the right places. And it's just ridiculous. Um, and things like throwing, like it's, it's been happening for, months and months and months this is longer than just a, a couple of day thing and you know they th- they've thrown um like soup over the like paintings and stuff haven't they like there was a van gogh mm-hmm. exhibition and they threw soup over it um and i think that there was some people in germany that did something similar uh in a in an art gallery there and i understand the cause i get it and it it makes it does make sense you you it has massive amount of impact and you want massive impact to affect the country so that something changes. I get it. It does make sense. But when it fucks with people being able to get somewhere on time, you know, there could have been someone who was in real need of help in it, you know, that's now stuck on the motorway for hours because of these people and they, and they can't, you know, get somewhere on time that they need to be, you know, it could be fairly urgent care that they require or something you know you, you just don't know do you? you don't know what's going on mm. um and they and they affect that and that's wrong in my opinion go and sit go and glue yourself to a fucking you know parliament out, parliament or outside the um like where all the all tankers are coming in and out from, right you know? Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, just, just stop but, the fuel from from moving. That you know, that's going to be bad enough and fuck up the country as it is. So you don't have to sit in the middle of a fucking motorway, right? Crazy. Exactly. And then, and it's all and I like I agree. Like I'm fully for all of that and agree with the point. But you're just you're messing with people with with the general public, and that's not right because the general public aren't in the positions of power to make those changes. You know, mm. like as in. Yeah, and like, like even like, like my business or mine and S business, like it's not emergency care, like it's social health and social care. But even this, we've like had to cancel sessions and been delayed. So there's people with learning disabilities that rely on our sessions, and their parents rely on us supporting them so that they can go to work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they haven't been able to get there. Like a thirty minute journey is taking like an hour and 40 minutes you know mm. or been late and all the rest of it and then you've got people that are seriously missing out like people that have missed you know operations and flights and all these other things it's like come on man just it's just 
Yeah. Where do you draw the line with this stuff? It's difficult, isn't it? Really difficult. But yeah, they're they're affecting just normal people and that's not right. You know, those everybody has a right to to protest, yes, and you know, say what they they want to try and change the world for the better, but um don't affect other people unnecessarily. Yeah. Exactly. And on that note, let's bring in Big Toe herself. <laughs> we are back. We are joined. Well, we've 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 spent the whole we spent the whole first like twenty minutes talking about foot size, um, particularly Dom's feet, which we now made an agreement as friends that they are average size. Um, <laughs> but someone that has a history with that. Big Toe Tess is on the <laughs> podcast. It's never going to go away. Two what, fridlers, salad cream and cheese, dunk them together. Here she is. How you doing? I'm good. I knew when you brought up the foot thing um, that that was your segue. That was my intro coming. Um, I mean, you're supposed to appreciate an in-joke, aren't you? But it's not my favourite. <laughs> I just want to say, I love in jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. Hey. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me about your tiny feet and maybe all of that can be it. <laughs> well, you just assumed tiny feet. You just well, assumed tiny you're not feet. You're going to have a complex about having massive feet, are you? Well, or are you? I don't know. What size, what size feet do you think I have? UK sizes. How tall are you? About 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, at a push. That's Tom yeah, Cruise sizes, you know. And Tom, yeah. But okay, I'm gonna go. Are you an eight? No, I'm a nine. Oh, that's fine. See, Simon oh. just keeps saying, "Well, he's got average <laughs> no. size feet. He expected me to have size threes or something." You know, he's crazy. <laughs> no, You've got very average size feet. Simon, Thank how you. big are your feet? UK ten, which are. That's Pathetic. the standard. That's the average Pathetic size for we your Googled height, it. If anything. I'm surprised you don't fall over more often. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dom. I'm not the one walking around on canoes, am I? Like, proportionately. I'm All right, burger <laughs> nips. Calm down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You have to take it there. Yeah. To take it there. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> At least all three of us now crying on the inside about Definitely. our um, body hang yeah, but, but mine's the only one that's real. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> that, that is yeah okay I'll, we'll sleep soundly tonight then Dom yeah we'll be okay Simon yeah. really sorry that you have to stay up for another night crying <laughs> but Chad so you and Chad have got that in common so that's your consolation isn't it you know you've got your Chad nips and I think <laughs> that's what I like to refer to them as yeah um, I, I think you know when we meet him maybe if things aren't going very well like if he's not going to answer our questions i'll just pull my shirt up and just go look the same look <laughs> same please do <laughs> that <laughs> and just see do that anyway just do please. it i think i think he'll love it and i will look, definitely just film as you it. walk in just as you walk in chad take a look what, what do you reckon mirror huh just looking into a mirror uh, well, okay. So I have some I have some Wayne related news. I saved it oh. until you got here, Tessa. That poor guy. Yeah. Well, I don't know how this is going to land. 
So I emailed Wayne and it wasn't actually for our podcast. So little side note, I know Dom, you know that I've been doing this. I don't think I've, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast or not, but I've started uh, coaching basketball again for, uh, for my care service. And we started a, a team called the Ravens, of course. And we're, We've got a game that we're going to be playing soon. So, Dom, you have to come watch. Um, it should be at the start of next year. And I was in a, in a meeting with a charity talking about it. And it kind of, not talking about that, talking about other things. It kind of came up in conversation. And they thought it was great, what, what we were doing and everything. And I mentioned that it'd be great to be able to get the, to get the players some kit and this, that, and the other. And so they are donating a decent sum of money to get kit for the whole team. And so what also sold what I also sold them on before they decided to do that was about how I have this hookup with this guy that makes the most awesome basketball kit. It's dazzle cloth and was catching jokes about all of that, this, that and the other. And so we've been granted this money to buy basketball kit. So I'm gonna get the whole team you know, Ravens jerseys, dazzle cloth, shorts, you know, the whole nine yards, even like we're talking hoodies, warm up tops, everything going to be the best dressed basketball team out there. It's going to be great. So I also thought about the same time, if I'm contacting Wayne, might as well get our next and final Ravens order as well and just have it as two separate orders. So I email Wayne, normal email. Hi, Wayne. Been a little while. Hope all is good. Bloody bloody blah, blah. And I explained what, what we're doing, what we need, etc. etc. Would you like me to read you his response? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's not gonna be good, is it? <laughs> no, I I'm con- I've got serious concerns about Wayne. For Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> hey Simon. Good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well also. First, I am retiring at the end of this year. <gasps> Wayne! That's not long to go either, is it? That That's not a lot of notice, Wayne. It's like six weeks. Six, seven weeks. Month and a half. It really took me back, guys. It took my breath away. <laughs> uh uh right and then went on to business referred me over to his uh his colleague um carol i already don't like carol but continue well is it carol though like... <laughs> maybe you no, carol. It's, no sorry it's, Car- it's carol with two e's on the end so how would you pronounce that carolee carolee it's carolee Sorry, Carolee. It's Carolee. And and then, you know, just some, you know, bits back and forth, right? About questions and do you need this? Do you need that? I then I then go back to him and say, Hi Wayne, that's sad. I hope it wasn't me driving you crazy that's led you to retirement. You know, like laughing emoji. Blah 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 blah. You know, and I said some nice things, you know, thanks for everything you've done. Congratulations on retirement, etc., etc. He then came back and went, Simon, it certainly wasn't you. Believe it or not, 
I have lots of customers who were bigger pains in the ass than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would, they must have been horrific. I, I don't believe him. He's just being kind. No, wait, there's more. There's more. I, this, this then kind of melted my heart a little bit at the end. After all me and Wayne have been through. Um, he said, for your sake, I'm going to turn you over to Carolee. Uh, she'll be around for your future needs, so might as well work with you on this new order. Carolee, this is the customer from England that bought all the One Tree Hill uniforms. He's a good guy. <laughs> Please get started on some mock-ups for him. And then Carolee, she's been in contact. She's got mock-ups. It's all going. But I think, can this put an end to the debate that Wayne hates me? Because I think it's pretty clear right there that me and Wayne are actually friends. And I'm thinking, do I now go back to him one last time and say, Wayne, would you like to come on the podcast? Let's have a conversation. (laughs) Do it. I think Wayne is just... I don't think Wayne hates anybody. I think he's so good at customer relations. You know, he just loves his customers so much that he's just... Of course, he's going to be nice to you. I think you're cheapening it, Tessa. I think me and Wayne have something special. And what you're telling me is I'm just another customer to him. I'm just anybody else trying to buy dazzle cloth. I mean nothing. I'm just one slice of bread in a loaf. I think that's exactly what it is, Simon. I think <laughs> I don't think that you were propping up his business in any way at all. He can afford to retire. How old? He's not 80, is he? How old is he? He's retiring already. Like, he's not... This isn't... I'm sure he thinks you're great. It's a novelty that you're from England, but I don't think... <laughs> I think he's just lovely to everyone. Dom. I bet, he's, I bet he's like 55 and he's not really retiring. He's just like, Carol can have this shit, so he doesn't yeah. email me anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Firstly, Dom, I was looking to for you to back up. I was going to say, I think it was a mistake inviting Tessa on for the two hours. It should have been the one. Is it too late to... Can we go back? It's too late. Um, well, um, I mean, you could just kick her off at 10. <laughs> See how it goes. Dom, oh my God. I expect support from you. I kind of... Since when? Because you're mad about the small foot thing. Yes, you've got an average size foot. Congratulations. <laughs> get over it and get back on Team Simon. Wayne loves me. What is your problem? I don't think I've ever been Team Simon. No. <laughs> I, think the li- I think our listeners <laughs> will verify this as well. <laughs> Very selective You've memory, Simon. Very much on that <laughs> island on your own, my friend. <laughs> Just me and my tail. I think Wayne should come on. I think Wayne should come on. I think that's how we're going to... But then again, he's so nice. He'll say what he knows you want to hear. <laughs> I... But, I, we, but it would be nice just to, you know, see what he looks like, chat with him a little bit about dazzle cloth, that sort of thing. Well, Wayne is actually a family business, like so, I think he's retiring like after many years of putting in and building this business up. But also, he is lovely. But he was also people. You guys are having a selective memory with how difficult it was for me to get him to do the Ravens jerseys in the first place. He didn't want to do them. Didn't want to do them on dazzle cloth. Didn't want to embroider them. Made me go through hoops of getting a certain amount of numbers to get to. I had to have at least twelve. For him that's to do them embroidered. That's really normal for any company that prints. That's, they must produce stuff. 
I wore him down. I he said no to me like three times, and I was like, "Come on, please, we need this, we need blah blah blah." And then eventually we got there. He understood that I wasn't going away, and we made it happen. We built a relationship over time that involved trust, fear, Force. and respect. <laughs> yeah, <Fear>. <laughs> coercion. But- We're a solid friendship. What can we say? We're gonna we're gonna lose Wayne. That is sad. I'm happy for him though. Of course. Are you gonna get involved? Are you guys getting involved in the final order? Dom, you have two dazzle cloths that you've never even let touch your skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I see them as more um ornamental. Shall we the say mem- memorabilia? Yeah, yeah. They're they're quite happy in the chest of drawers drawer and never coming out. Were you ever like, if we stop the no. podcast now in like ten years, would you give them to charity or anything? I don't think anybody wants one that says Garcia Five on the back of it, do they? That wasn't the answer that I wanted. <laughs> I'll I donate wanted them to, say- to your basketball team. Okay. No, they yours. No? <laughs> <sighs> I need okay. a little patch when you do the order. All I need because I've already got the black non dazzle cloth, not from Wayne. Sorry, the money did go to charity, but I need the Keith Scott patch. Gotta have that. So I don't know how open Carolee is to just making things that are not in this book as a standard item. But if you could get her to just embroider me one little patch, that'd be great. I mean, if 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 she if they're making, let's say we get 15 people wanting one, if they're going to make 15 of them anyway, what's one more? It's not going to hurt, is it? Will you be doing the black? Wait, black that's the... what we're doing. That's what we'll be doing it for. We'll be doing okay, it perfect. for the black. Perfect. But I've also been getting mock-ups of hoodies, uh, which, okay, now we're going off of screen accurate, you know, now we're just, hoodies. we're making things up. Yeah, like, as in, you know, well, you didn't get the shorts, did you? But on the shorts, they had the raven over the R, you know, on the shorts. Yeah. So we could maybe get that on, like, the crest, on, like, the chest of a hoodie, you know, like, embroidered or something. I don't know. I've got mock-ups for that. I've got mock-ups for joggers but they're like the popper ones because you know because they're for warm-ups and you have your shorts on underneath and pop pop off like a stripper (laughs) yeah and like even like a short sleeve hoodie oh oh (laughs) oh It's getting alarmingly close to your vests, that, isn't it, you know? Oh. It's that kind of, like, hooded, short-sleeved. No, thank you. <laughs> they can stay in the States. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be some options. There'll be a couple options. So we'll we'll see. We'll see do what, they do we'll see what comes. Quite fancy a beanie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. They might do hats. They might do baseball caps. I can't pull off a baseball cap. Well, I I will put the options out in the Patreon, and for anyone that's interested, this will be the final order. This will be the final order for Wayne, of course, 
but it will be the final order full stop because they are stressful and do end up just redirecting jerseys all across the world and end up losing money and things but that's fine for the love of it we'll do it one more time and uh yeah dom will you be getting the black finish the set i might as well yeah definitely wasn't quite the energy i was hoping for but yes (laughs) well okay shall we shall we begin on this episode we've got your obligatory questions that i know you need to ask we've got a lot to cover on this episode yeah let's get cracking with the questions so i'll ask the questions as i always do i will give my answers my answers are related to the episode uh tessa no need for yours to be related to the episode but if they are brilliant simon it's just a gamble isn't it right i've always Um, done it to the episode just to be clear i've always (laughs) done it so far to the episode so question number one if you had to start a band with any of the main characters who would it be and i picked nathan and q uh for my band uh what would your band name be and our band name would be called fix the broken and if Peyton was your manager and organising your rider, what would you demand at each gig? And I put basketball net and ball so that those two could practice because they're broken. And that's mine. Simon, over to you. Who's in your band? I'm going to say, wait, can I can put myself in. No. I'm you're, in well, it. it's, you're already in the band anyway. Right, okay. I'll take the um, the nanny... That was the guy with the big head. Yeah, huge head. <laughs> huge head. That's rather shape. large. Huge head, tiny face. Yes. <laughs> Terrifying. Like someone had drawn on a potato. Like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bit in a cute way. <laughs> you can't just throw that in at the end and that makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely can. He kind of had like an hour hourglass shape. But just like one half, you know, yeah. where it kind of like the, the to top the... bit. Yeah. Well, so I'd start a band with him um, because when I was a child, it took me a while to grow into my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I did eventually, but like, you know, I had a big head on like a child body. Um, and then as I got as I got older and bigger, I'd like to think it became proportionate. Did it, Dom? Go on, let me have it. No, no, it's it's fine as it is. You you really did grow into it. I mean, you're like a weeble when you're a kid. <laughs> they wobble, but they don't fall down. It's um, just the tiny feet now. Yeah, it's just the horrendously small feet. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, me and him will be in a band together and we'll be... Um, we'll just be, be called... Just big heads. Big huge heads. Head, huge heads. That's it. Just huge head. Huge okay. head bangers. I don't know. You make it up. What would we have on the rider? Uh, Paper bags. And the, and the, <laughs> that's deep. Extra to put over, to put bags. over our heads. Like, like a grocery bag, like a huge. <laughs> this is levels of disrespect. Um. <laughs> I would have we'd have masseuses for our necks because it's holding up a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, right, nice. so it'd be a bit tense. 
it's a lot there's a lot of extra work those muscles are doing yeah <laughs> nice good good options i like it uh and tessa what about you who so who would be in your band i had nathan and q as well nice um and we're gonna be called sorry ass comeback oh do you know what mine was called that as well and i deleted it i changed oh, it what? when you started <laughs> saying it, i was like if he's gone for sorry ass comeback i've got to come up with a plan b real quick <laughs> i changed I had, it earlier <laughs> Oh, come on. Right. Your band sounds more emo, I think. Yeah, definitely. For, you know? Yeah. I was, I was, we, were, we were a really indie band last week. Now we're falling into emo. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a little cry about everything. And what's on what's on the rider? Um, ice packs for Q's <laughs> hand and deep heat for Nathan's back. There you go. Nice. Excellent. Perfect choices, everyone. Well done. Good. Them. <laughs> the Simon's in a strop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, right. What? What? Where are we going to begin? We're going to begin with who? Tessa, you're the guest. Um, I don't even know where to start with this episode. <laughs> like, well, where do you begin? Like, a lot of it's trash. Did you pick this episode or was it one that you were left with? This one I'm left with. I've come in way too late to pick any good episodes, haven't I, to the Patreon. All the best ones right up to the end are gone, aren't they? So I have control of the spreadsheet. I'll just move some things around. Oh. Well, I like to be quite accommodating. I just say, like, stick me in wherever. And you were like, this is the list. So I just picked the first one. And I remember I looked at our messages and I said, oh, yeah, I can. This is all right. This episode, I'll have that one. And I've watched it like twice today and just thought, it's not all right. It's not. (laughs) Well, the oh you, we could start with um, we're just waiting for Tessa's internet. I to can reset. hear you. I can hear. You. Oh, okay. We we can, can start uh, b- b- before we do start. Can I ask a really really quick question of both of you? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when you were twenty two and you were super successful? In fact, millionaires, and um, you mm-hmm. requested um to adopt a kid, mm-hmm. and. It wasn't approved initially because, you know, you were deemed unreliable because, you know, you were 22 and mm. although you were running a business, you didn't, you hadn't really lived. You'd, you'd, you had a mixture of partners and your mum had basically slated you to the adoption person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you were then approved and you and you were just handed a kid in an airport. Do you remember when that happened to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I, I loved about that is that it was a really vulnerable kid they gave me as well. <laughs> Like it was one that was desperately ill, and I had no mm. experience of parenting. I it was a real joy. Uh, absolutely no paperwork or any sort of checks required. It was just like here's a kid. See, like, they didn't even give her the bag. You notice the lady carrying the baby bag? She didn't even get that. So That's I nearly called my I, band. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I nearly called my band like child endangerment, but I thought I cut <laughs> that. I thought that was a step too far, or like child protection issue. But I thought no. That's too uh, that's that's too heavy for a band. I don't know what connotations that would. I, no one would come to a gig, you know. Mm. But yes, we can start with that element of the episode if you like. I just I just wanted to ask if you know if you guys remembered when that happened to you in your lives. That was a, we can come back to it though. I just can't get over the fact that they when I took that baby that they didn't give me any medical information beforehand about what mm. the issue was. Because no. you think that you might need to set up 
your home you know in accordance because if this is a child that is seriously ill you i might have needed certain things you know equipment apparatus medication any of them things but no no it was fun you just wait for sort of emergency episodes to happen all through the night ambulance mm-hmm. to and froing and make it up as you go along yeah yeah there you but go that's got a purple monkey know. so it's all right oh yeah. the purple monkey i don't get it it's not referenced at any point up until now is it that purple monkey and throughout the entire thing and then this episode it's supposed to be this like really symbolic thing but just from one episode i get brooke says oh like i used to have and then lucas later says oh purple monkey and she's like oh you remembered and i'm like remembered from when when he does from 30 seconds ago when he walked in like it it's like they've tried to there's a word for it isn't there science told me that's it that there was ever a purple monkey and there was not it's just but then why why have it as a thing why does there need to be a purple monkey yeah bollocks what what should it have been instead? So something from Brooke's past that Fucking she, posh she spice have. mug. I'm going to give the baby my posh spice mug that still a smells v- like gin. A VW Beetle. <laughs> yeah. With a breakthrough. <laughs> it know, could have been... It, she, she could have had something Spice Girls if that was it. You know, yeah. people would have been like, oh, her and Peyton when they were young. Like it would have been, the viewers would have appreciated it. But instead we're just throwing out a random cuddly toy. And it's a weird one as well. Would have made sense with Baby Spice as well, because neither of them were Baby Spice, were they? Or were they? Or were they? No, because one was posh, one was Bex. Scare, <laughs> scare, wasn't was one Peyton? scary? Sp- scary? Sporty? No, she was Jerry. Was she Jerry? Was she Jerry? I feel I like know. she was Scary Spice, someone will say in the Either comments. way, there was an option for Baby Spice. New Baby, Baby Spice. Yes. They could have had a doll. Could have just been like a Spice Girls doll. Like they would have existed, right? So yeah, it could have been could something have been. like that. <laughs> Don't know. I I actually thought parts. I actually enjoyed parts of this episode. Well, the the parts oh. I enjoyed was the Nathan and Quentin stuff. Yeah, because it was because it was bringing basketball back in. Like actually seeing people playing basketball, which was a whole part of the element of the show that I loved when watching it and what drew me into it. So it was good to see those parts. The other parts that were interesting, for lack of a better term, is uh, the return of uh, Mouth the Virgin Hunter. (laughs) He sniffs out virgins like he's trying to sacrifice them, you know, for a seance or something. Even reformed virgins, he'll he'll take anything. Real, well, this is fake, the, doesn't matter. This is the most purest virgin that has come into his grasp at this point. Like when she's like, "I'm a virgin," he's you could almost his eyes light up. <laughs> I. This is the only other bit of the episode that made me angry. A lot of it's just a bit meh, right? But but the the brook and the you know dangerous the baby could die any minute storyline obviously is infuriating but this bit because it's so like he sort of says oh you're so perfect Mm. so it's like oh is that like the guy's perfect dream to meet a girl that 
somehow is virginal and that that's the thing. But also, but then we're also given the messages that like girls like guys like girls that are up for it. Like, which is it? And it's <laughs> it's all very like misogynistic, isn't it? It's all very much. Yeah. And and I think you like I try to forget the Mark Schwann's involved in any way at all. But it's hard not to when things happen with mouth. Now that I know from listening mm. to this podcast that he saw himself as mouth, he kind of wrote mouth. Like if he was in the universe, he'd be mouth. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, I just... we, And it should be, it's almost like, oh, but he's being really lovely. Look how nice this guy's being to her. Oh, it doesn't matter that you're a virgin. I think it makes you even more perfect. Like, come and move in with me. So it's supposed to be another mouth hero moment. Mm-hmm. But actually it comes off as a bit like... Would she have been less perfect to you if she was like, I just don't fancy you actually, Ralph. And that was the reason she didn't want to move in. You know, like it's just the the little, how are you so perfect? How did I find you? You're so perfect. Like that just didn't need to be a thing. Because I think for young girls watching it, the mixed messages are like, well, am I either like fun time Brooke and guys like me because I'm sexy, but then if I'm too sexy, I'm slutty and that's awful. And if I'm a virgin, it's odd, and it's odd that I'm a virgin, and people think it's weird, and I feel like it's this big thing I've got to tell people, but at the same time, it's wonderful that you're a virgin because you're not slutty. Like it... It, it could have just been played as him kind of, like, not laughing at her, but, like, laughing at that she would have been worried to have told... to have tell, to tell him that, and him to be like, well, it doesn't matter if you're a virgin or if you're not... You know, I'm just into you, but it's like you, you know, you him thinking like it's not a big deal for you to tell him either way, you know, and that he's just into her regardless would have been better. Like you're perfect, whether you've have a long sexual history or or not. You know, it's about you here and now. Like they covered that really well in when Nathan when Haley wanted Nathan to write a list of everyone he'd slept with, and he said the only important name on the list is the last person I slept with, right? Or who I'm going to, can't remember how he put it, but the point was, was none of those other people are important. All that matters is you're the only person I want to be with for the rest of my life kind of thing. But it is, it is very misogynistic. And that is that kind of period of time of us as men, we can sleep with whoever we want and it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, But the, we want to sleep with women that are also, as you said, like up for it. But the women, the woman we want to take home to our family is this perfect, untouched, uh, only touched by, you know, my hand slash penis woman, you know? And it's just bullshit because it's such a double standard. Um, But there is some weird infatuation in this show with virgins, like in the same way that, the supermodel or the model from the fashion show or whatever was like infatuated with mouth because he's a virgin you know it's so hard to find cute virgin boys like there's this weird thing about virginity in this show and somehow it's all around mouth mm. <laughs> like is that quite telling like is that are we looking at how mark schwann views that i don't know well dom what do you think? Well, I think mouth is a bit of a disgrace, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch these moments. And um, the whole episode was particularly hard to watch. But 
um yeah when it when it when it came to these scenes and and she has to sort of she sort of comes in and she's all shy and nervous and it's like oh i'll have a glass of water or a apple martini or whatever it was um because i've got something really big to tell you um and then yeah all of a sudden like she comes out and says she's a virgin which isn't really a big deal and he's like stunned but then like it's like the love factor increased or something like that it was a bit it was very odd like if she said i'd slept with five guys you know um in in my history you know would that have really would that have had any impact on how he feels on her i think and i unfortunately i think the way they're playing it it would and it's a bit strange it's all very odd how many people were we to imagine that mouth has slept with at this point right with that did... python fucking hell <laughs> Not many, because he opens, <laughs> he zips it down, the lights go dark, you know, because everyone's in his in the shadow of it, and then people are put off. <laughs> you know? Not, not in the mood anymore. <laughs> I actually want to keep my organs intact, please, mouth. Oh, but... gosh. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Shelley and his boss, so he's at least two. Two. And he's then he went to college, isn't he, in between? He so made that means a... you sleep with people, but... Let's throw in a third. <laughs> he told a story about having to jump out the window or something, right? To Millie in the club in Trick. He had to, like, grab his clothes and, like, jump out the window or something. So we can assume that that's someone. So, yeah, at least three. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't and know. And they are only, that... like... Like, it's a huge surprise. Oh, Millie, virgin, but you're so perfect. Like, I'm worried to tell people. But they are, like, 21 or 22. Like, it's not unheard of for people to have not had sex yet at that age. Hmm. Like, it's, uh, uh, average it's not... amount of sexual oh. partners oh, by no. 22. Who's that? Mm. What, the av- what, the, what people's... The average magic number is. Let's just see. I don't know. Um, oh. How's this going to make us feel? <laughs> uh, okay. In general, anywhere between four and eight is considered an average. Ideal. Oh, wait. Like hang shoes. on. It's like shoe sizes all over again. <laughs> Now that's for older. That's for people. That's for older people. Four point two. Mm, okay. Twenty. Are you doing it by specific age? I thought you were just looking up over someone's lifetime. Oh, here we go. No, no I got it. I got it by age. Okay. So between twenty and twenty-four, among women, thirty-five percent of women had had zero to one partner. Twenty-nine percent had had. Two to four partners, twenty three percent, five to nine, thirteen percent, ten plus. Among men, thirty two percent, zero to one, twenty five percent, two to four, twenty percent, five to nine, twenty two percent, ten plus. So, so most people had had none. What was it between naught and two sexual partners? No, the higher what? Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, between zero and two. Between zero and one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or two and four was the close second. So, yeah, so not more than four. So on average, you're talking maybe two. 
by so 22. So it's not wild that Millie hasn't had a sexual partner yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so wild for mouth. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, there, naughty mouth. A little virgin fetish. Yeah. <laughs> and is it, it's just mouth and skills that live in the apartment right but junk and fergie come over all the time or is it do junk and fergie live there too i think they live there as well oh i got the impression they were just hanging around all the time same uh, i thought it was uh, just uh, skills and mouth that actually live there no i think from previous episodes because the 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 pudding he says if the pudding in the fridge is says fergie or whatever you can have it oh yeah true so i i think it's implied that they all live together why would Millie want to live there? Well, you know, she push up those stats a bit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Zero much. to hero in one night. Not much to do on a Tuesday <laughs> night, is there? Yeah. No, but I know, like, she kind of, she wants somewhere to live, doesn't she? She says, like, she can't afford to stay living in a hotel or whatever. Although, Brooke, you've made her relocate, so you should be paying for some of that should you not are you on some sort of secondment <laughs> um but i still i'd still you'd struggle to convince me to like live with my first boyfriend and three of his friends mm-hmm. and i really okay. liked my boyfriend's friends back in the day like they were at our <laughs> house a lot anyway when we first lived together but i would i would we have all no they don't need to see me in my pajamas do they like not teeth breath they don't need that i don't need them to see me like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah yep and they wouldn't want me living there either like if you're like four guys living together you don't really want one of the girlfriends moving in do you i mean it's, it changes the dynamic they've already yeah. they've already they've already had a discussion about changing things up you know cleaning things up in terms of you know, just general tidiness and upkeep of the place, but also the language that they use and, and the way they talk to each other. Um, so it, it will just change the, the dynamic completely. You've ruined it. <laughs> She's yeah. ruined it. Do you, yeah. have a, do you have a prediction for it then, Dom, for the, the mouth and Millie situation? She arrived with uh, her suitcase at the end and she comes. She did. That is that all she's got as well? That's, That's what a bit, I thought. Poor bit love. Pathetic. <laughs> like Brooke was obviously not paying you enough, but you know she did get a raise out of this. So, um, well, potentially we're not sure. Brooke ran off to steal a child from the airport. Um, predictions for Mouth and Millie—they're going to be tested, aren't they? They're going to be tested. Uh, and Mouth's going to be like, oh, she's in the next room that we've suddenly, you know, created. Is she going to be in another room? I think that that was almost implied as well, I think. How, How many bedrooms has this apartment got? If there's already exactly. four of them. Just growing rooms. They're just top and tail. Maybe, maybe. But I think Mouth's going to be like a horny teenager and be like, oh, she's <laughs> only in the next room. You know, maybe I could pop in, say goodnight. And she'll go in and fucking trash is having his way with her. <laughs> With his junk. Way. There you go. There you That's go. horrendous, wasn't it? Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think there'll be turbulent moments. I, I think we're going to have a montage because we love a montage now. There's going to be a montage of all the things that are changing, like flowers will suddenly appear. Like a games console will be removed from the table and it'll be flowers. And they'll, tr- they'll try and 
make it they'll they'll like girl it up and that's like in air quotes right that that's the sort of thing this program kind of does they'll they'll girl up the apartment and um there'll be a moment of skills and the other traps feeling a bit awkward that this girl has moved in she started changing things immediately and it's a bit weird and mouth's kind of in between everyone that's that's what i think it's a bit of tension be like when joey moves in the supermodel doesn't he and she puts up like babies in a watering can pictures and potpourri and things yeah exactly so that's what i think will happen okay what about where do you want to who do you want to talk about now tessa um let's should we talk about an all right bit for a minute and try and balance it out because otherwise i'll just this will take a real nosedive um should we talk about dan quickly he's not in it a lot mm-hmm. which is a shame but i like the bits that he is there mm. he gets the narration at the end yeah his hair's looking in... solid again yeah he's looking good He's allowed he's clearly... in the school at night. Yeah, just roaming, roaming around with this like criminal record of murder. In he goes. Well, actually, the place he committed murder. Even yeah. better. <laughs> Turn he's to the scene pre- of the crime. Excellent. Yeah. Um, it's it's odd because the things that Dan's done, and there's been no like. He hasn't had a redemption arc of any kind. I mean, he saved, he saved Jamie, didn't he? So that's his little thing. But we've had no, like... He's still teasing them, isn't he? And winding them up and kind of digging at them a little bit. But that one moment, you know, when his eye... We see everyone wake up in the morning, don't we? And he hears the shot, gunshot in his sleep. And he just wakes up and thinks, Keith. That one little thing. And you immediately have empathy for him. Or you pity him. Like of all the shitty things he's done, it's, I don't know whether it's like Paul pulling that off or the writing, but just you're immediately like, oh, Dan, aren't you? Yeah, I think Definitely. so. Uh, yeah, I, you can't help but just want to be on his side as well and think, fuck off, Lucas, fuck off, Nathan, just yeah. treat him like... Like a human being. <laughs> you just go, Jamie likes him. Come on. Yeah. And then and then it's explained, isn't it? Because Lucas goes, well, you know, if anybody hurt the rabbit, what's the rabbit called? Chester. Chester. If anybody hurt a Chester, you know, you'd be upset and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of what he's done. <laughs> so, yeah. But you do, you do. You just feel so sorry for him. Like, um, oh, come he's on. Alone yeah. he, he shot Keith. Well. He, he'll be all right. <laughs> It's because he's isolated as well, I think, that he seems lonely. But also, yeah. I guess at the same time is, I mean, there are things that are unforgivable, of course, and murder is definitely up there. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But there is, there has to be some elements of... um some form of forgiveness in some way because otherwise what what is the point of his life you know like it like if the point of his life is to make a living amends that constantly day after day his life is to try and make amendments for what he had done then you still have to give someone the opportunity to do that i mean i guess it's more difficult for the people that he's directly affected lucas karen you know etc but yeah yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think some things you either, there's no way I'm going to be able to forgive this or just cut you out, which is obviously what Nathan Lucas kind of decided to do and then Nathan visited him. But, you know, they kind of wanted to draw a line. We just don't want anything to do with you. Like, you haven't got a chance of that here. Mm. Go off and live your life somewhere else. Or you are either far away removed enough from it or you are just an incredibly gracious forgiving person and you can think right i'll give you a chance but you're right you need to let them then try but i don't know where like personally like i don't know where i would be on that scale Hmm. yeah i'm really like i really like an underdog story like and i and i quite often give people too many chances like, even if I think, like, well, maybe you're a bit of a trash person, but I don't want to give up on you. Especially if I feel like they haven't got anyone else either. Like, I'm really bad at being like, oh, my God, but if I disappear, like, what? Who? There's no fucking chance then, is there? Like, what? You know? So I think I'd be really bad. And then I think, but what if it was, like, if my dad had killed my uncle? Yeah. You know, you know like, at a certain point, I don't know. But poor Dan just laid there asleep on his own, you know, and that's um, and it's the, that's the first thing he thinks of when he wakes up in the mornings. So as much as he does sort of wind them up a little bit and this bravado and oh I'm Dan Scott and but actually, first thing he thinks of when he wakes up is his brother that he killed and it's probably the last thing he thinks of when he goes to bed. Like we hear his sort of voiceover at the end, don't we? And it's all kind of about that. Like, so you know he's living with his demons. It's not. I think we know. I think we know from like when he when he did it when he killed Keith and hid it and then when he goes to prison, just sort of psychologically he's not in a sound sort of place. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was at the hospital for some sort of you know therapy kind of appointment rather than a. a he said he was there for a checkup, but he was there just kind of following them, wasn't he, and seeing what they're up to. So um, I do I do kind of like the fact that he's becoming Jamie's kind of guardian angel from afar. Uh, and I know he talks to Jamie, you know, through the railings and stuff, but even from a distance, he's kind of always watching and making sure that he's okay. So that, that, that's kind of good. That I think that's going to be his, you know, redemption arc and, and something that he's going to continue to work on. But my theory of him becoming the, the nanny, nanny Danny is, was blown out the window, wasn't it? It's just, um, in the best well, way. Well, absolutely. You know, on the return of, of uh, Her Majesty, Her Royal, Her Royal Highness Deb, friend of the show. <laughs> you would never, you could never have thought that they would have got a nanny hotter than the previous one. But it's okay because it would have been incestual for Nathan. Ho- yeah, so. hopefully Nathan won't watch her swim naked. <laughs> but you wouldn't blame him if he did. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> At the window, binoculars. <laughs> not Lucas's mum. Lucas could have a look, you know. Like, okay. <laughs> Lucas is popping over at midnight. That's true, yeah. I just going to mow your grass, Nathan, actually. <laughs> Newly oh, single. Oh, swim. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was glad to see Deb. That's one of the other redeeming features of this episode. Deb popping up. Doesn't want to be called Grandma. 
She's no. too young to be a grandma, but Nanny is fine. But Nanny isn't the same. Th- they don't use Nanny like we use it in America, do they? Like we use, yeah, uh, yeah. Like we use Nanny as a word for grandparent, don't we? Hmm. So it kind of, it's not, but they just use it if you're a nanny, you're a caretaker of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she kind you know, she's like, just call me your nanny, no one will know I'm your grandma, you know. We would say a childminder, right, for nanny. Yeah. A live-in, or an, we call it an au pair, don't we? But is that just someone that's moved from abroad to do it? I don't know. I think so. It's not so. the kind of life I've lived. Simon, do you know about that? Have <laughs> <laughs> you two oh, hey. I, I am new to this kind of life. Oh, this was new. I didn't, there was, didn't, well, Dom will tell you, I was in childminders every day after school because my parents my mum was My mum was the childminder. There you go. I would have been at your house. Instead, I was at Sue Pratt's house. <laughs> um. But you could, but now though, what I'm saying is, you could quite easily find out what they're called. Is it an au pair? Is it a nanny? You know? Yeah. I think what are you looking for? What are you in the market for yeah. at the moment? <laughs> an au pair, I think, is yeah. So I had I had a friend from uni that uh, became was an au pair for like a Spanish family for a summer, and uh, yeah, I think it's it. You, yeah, people that are like learning English as like a second language kind of thing come and spend the summer here learning it while also looking after some kids, but they get, you know, housed and meals and stuff. So I think it's it's kind of like a student type thing. I don't think people make like careers out of it, but yeah. But it's definitely associated to posh people that have bigger houses and the money to be able to do in it for sure yeah yeah the rest of us just go to like tea club <laughs> don't we little after school club or as my <laughs> as i found out the other day in a meeting so i was in like a zoom professional meeting and my parents were in there because it was you know part of stuff we were doing and it came out that in of all places and dom you know how this would trigger me now from how i live my life asda asda that when i was a kid they used to just put me in a crash in asda and then go shopping <laughs> i've done that in ikea once <laughs> I, they've got they've got one in ikea and they're proper like nursery nurse or they saying that i didn't ask to see an mvq certificate mm-hmm. um you just throw them in while you walk around ikea Drop your kids off at the airport. Yeah, bye. <laughs> take take them. <laughs> but an Asda, though. And not in just any it... old Asda. It was in the like worst ghetto Asda that we have They're always here. in the ghetto Asdas, aren't they? They're not a Waitrose. This is Hatfield Massive, I assume. Yep. It's a big Asda as well. It's full of... The nineties of, of assholes. <laughs> like you could grab a kid and disappear in the crowd, and no one would see you again. They Nanny Carrie, oh, yeah. Nanny Carrie needs to be hanging out in some asdas. She could have as many kids <laughs> as she wanted. For context, dye all their hair black. Yeah, for context, asda is Walmart here in the UK. But yeah, this was this was a sketchy ghetto ghetto asda. So I'm actually lucky oh. to be here. Think of, the still is. think of the sticky surfaces. I I know Simon I know I know this is certainly deep this maybe this is where it came from maybe yeah could have been 
could have been. But what can you do? What you can do is... Well, I can't segue out of this, but when they wake up and say, you know, Lucas, Peyton, Brooke, all of this stuff, I can't... Maybe you guys can help explain why. Why did it make me so angry the way that... (laughs) Haley and Nathan both went, mm, Jamie. Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, when I wake up, I don't set an alarm anymore because I wake up to screaming, right, of my child in the other room screaming for me to come and get him, you know, which is lovely. It's lovely, but it's not the first thing I'm thinking of is, why? I just want to sleep five yeah. more minutes. F, please, it's your turn. Please, it's your turn. I did it last night. Please, give me five more minutes. Okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Fuck's sake, fuck's sake, fuck's... Okay, okay, okay. Hello, morning. You know, and then you're fine because you see him and you're all happy and he's all lovely and everything. But the first thing I'm not thinking of is, hmm, Jamie. No, not happening. Especially if he's sleeping in the bed as well at the same time. You probably had a shit night's sleep. You had a kid's (laughs) knee in your face. Am I wrong? Tessa, you got kids? Kid? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think the reason you hate it so much is because it does make you have to take a look at your own parenting <laughs> and realise that actually your first thought is, for fuck's sake, shut up. It's, it's 6.15. Yeah. I don't care how wide awake you are. It's not. I don't want to get up now and put on CBBS and just throw a Weetabix at you and sit and just, you know, try and acclimatise to the awake hours. I was up no till half pa- two no in parent. the morning. Yeah, no parent wakes up. No parent gets to wake up of their own accord. They just roll over and casually wake up. When does that... That's, I don't think that's ever happened. If anything... Since she's been born. A, she's 11. On the on a Thursday morning, the first thing I probably think of is, fuck you, Mike, for fuck's sake. I've been up... I was up till <laughs> half two in the morning last night because you wanted to talk about secondhand Lego and Christmas trees and shit. And bins. Yeah. No one thinks of their love when they first wake up either, though, do they? I don't think no. I've ever woken up and thought, oh, look at my, like, you know, hunky husband. I, because, I, again, you just wake up and think, oh, another day already. <laughs> or you wake up and think, I've overslept. Yeah. Or you wake up and think, have I got more time to sleep? What time is it? You know, it's all yeah. sleep Yeah, I didn't put related. the bins out. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you wake up and, you know, you just wake up. Usually it's an alarm and you just, the first thing you think of is like, where is it? Why have I not hitting the snooze yet? Like pat, pat, patting the phone screen, like you're like patting it. <laughs> Which area of the screen is going to snooze this to end this noise? I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever woken up and thought of just a person, you know, that I that's love all, ever. Let's all try it. Tomorrow morning oh. when you wake up, just... Think of whatever your first thought's going to be. Note it so then you can write it in the Discord and then try and switch it to something nice. Dom, maybe you'd like to think about me. I, I mean, I'll consider it. Um, but I do actually wake up with a song in my head and it's a different song pretty much every day. Sometimes it's the same song and it's it's not necessarily a song I've heard, like, recently. So I'll just wake up with a random, like, Lily Allen smile just will be in my head. When I From wake the up, start, or... does it does not, you do hear the intro build as you wake, or is it just <laughs> the sun is in the sky? You know, 
I really wish that it was part of my dream when I wake up and then my day carries on like that. But yeah, just sometimes it will just, I'll wake up and then I'll just think of it and it will be, it will just be there and it will be in my head. And then I'm like, oh, well, this song's in my head. But I I wouldn't have heard it recently, like Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Love that. That comes up. That's an absolute banger, that. Comes up every now and then. Um, And then is it in your head all day then? Like just a constant earworm that irritates you or is it quite, you know... I mean, for quite a lot of the day, I'm, it's mostly the morning. By the time I get to the afternoon, it's it's gone. But yeah, that song, for whatever reason, will be in my head and I'll just sort of potter along singing it. And I don't really know why. Don't know why that happens. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Rather than, oh, fuck my life, turn the alarm <laughs> yeah. off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill anyone who talks to me. <laughs> I think this goes to towards your, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't hold on to things, do you? Like, you're pretty good at just putting things out in a way you don't necessarily struggle with some of them things. And I think, Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder if sometimes when I hear things like that, I think, is this just luck of the draw? You know, like, is it literally like a roll of the dice that, like, do you think that I can only speak for myself, um, by, I, I feel like Tess is in alignment with me, but I feel like maybe I was hardwired from birth that I was going to have these things, you know, that I was going to have these obsessions and OCD and all the compulsions and whatever else. And do you think maybe you just weren't hardwired with it? Like, do you think it is, or do you think they're nurtured behaviours? Um... I I think a lot of it is nurture. So unfortunately, it's the, it's the atmosphere, the environment because, you grew up in. Like with it, there's that, but OCD can like elements of OCD can. Oh, for fuck's sake! Losing. I know we were li- one nil down on, before we just lost side. on this is, Oh, I was like, what's happened? I thought it was something really dramatic, or like maybe no, no, your no, internet no, just... switched off, and it's just. <laughs> you're not even here with us, Dom, are you? You're not. You're somewhere else. It's West Ham really. scores. Mid sentence. You didn't even like look at it. Think I'll finish what I'm saying and then just, and then I'll swerve the conversation towards what I'm assuming is football. But I knew exactly <laughs> what he was talking about instantly. I was actually surprised he had. I thought hadn't mentioned is it, it so already. Important that he stopped mid sentence to go for fuck's sake. I thought this something really awful must. He must have just got a message that something really bad's happened. Or like, you know, oh, petrol dude. bombs come through the door, like something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> For fuck's sake, let's have it again. <laughs> like, compose yourself long enough to finish what you're saying and then tell me something I don't care about. This, this is... <laughs> it's West also Am. not, it's the shitty cup as well. It's not even important. That hey, means all, nothing all to cups. me. This could be, this could important. be like, if you win this, you're the football team champions of the world. Or it could be, they just met up for a kickabout at the park. Either way, I care about it at the same amount. None. <laughs> it's basically like you're saying, this is my podcast time. I don't want to hear about West Ham. <laughs> <This> <laughs> <other> <laughs> shit. You can talk about West Ham and I'll listen to it and I'll try and... I mean, don't get me wrong. I England player, I try to get involved. But it was just that it was mid-sentence. Yeah. Wasn't it your wedding you had England shirts? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because the World Cup game was on on the same day. There you go. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was anyway. Nurture. It was really serious as well. Yeah, it was. 
Um, I I, th- I think it's nurture because OCD is is a obviously it's a compulsion because it's in the fucking title, but it, it's something that so I, I read uh, quite a yeah, really interesting book about OCD and this person who has it himself uh, and developed it in his late twenties, early thirties, uh, and it was to do with blood and him continuously thinking that his blood is unclean or um, infected or whatever continuously just always thinks it because of. Uh, a scratch from a nail uh, and then it just built and built and built and built and built so it's something that happens that that triggers it so there might be some hard wiring you, you might be right but i i think a lot of it has learned so i think you take the experiences of, it's like when someone says oh, if you fall over you hurt yourself and then you fall over and you hurt yourself. You, you, you cry like kids will if you say to a kid if you fall over you're gonna hurt yourself and they'll fall over and they'll cry because you've told them they're going to hurt himself. But if a kid falls over and you go, right, come on up, you get, yeah, yeah, sort of, they, they run around and they, you know, depending, obviously, if they haven't really hurt themselves, but they mostly run around, you know, happy, screaming, whatever, because it's learned behavior and it's something that you can put onto that person. So, yeah, I think something, something does trigger and, and sets people down that path. But uh, I think it's more nurture than necessarily nature. I think people are maybe naturally more likely to suffer with things like OCD or anxiety or just overthinking. I think maybe some, there is an element of um, hardwiring and some of those things are hereditary, aren't they? Like mental illness runs in families, neurodiversity runs in families. But you're right, I think it's your upbringing, what you're exposed to, whether that's your family or your peers or whether, you know... You have trauma or just events of your childhood. So you're right. You can, with kids, you pick them up, you just go, oh, that was a whoopsie-daisy, like, off you go. And, the, you know, but if you make a huge song and dance about, oh, my goodness, are you all right? Let me have a look at it. Then, obviously, you're creating, like, a, you know, it's all those little things, you know, and you don't mm. know that you're doing it as parents, do you, until they tell you what they go to therapy for when they're grown up and you think, <laughs> oh, what's, you know, you, you know, we'll just battle it on as best we can. But I think some people probably were naturally hardwired to be overthinkers, worriers. And maybe it is the more chill people that wake up with their own little radio. <laughs> I need yeah. that. Maybe that's a brain training. Maybe you can brain train that. Maybe, I don't know, some mindfulness. Thing some is, meditation, I, I, something. I would say I worry about stuff and things like, things play on my mind. They do. They do play on my mind, but not for long. Mm. Uh, and I think that's the difference is that things, things will bother me or someone will say something to me and uh, I might receive it the wrong way or, or consider it the wrong way, you know, whatever it might be. Like I've got like an example from work fairly recently where there was some feedback from my boss that her boss had said something about her and me and I was brought into that conversation and it really bothered me and it it pissed me off for quite a while. But within a day it's gone. With, oh, you, you know a day or two really I, um, and then immediately not fussed anymore I'm like oh you know I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing until somebody tells me I'm doing it wrong you know because that's yeah that's like it's just for me that's just life okay fine let's crack on people make mistakes that's human nature I don't need to go over it and over it and over it because there's just no point it's just it takes up too much room in your head that's so um, healthy. That's so healthy. I walked up the street once after school and there were two girls stood at the top and they waved and I waved back. 
I couldn't. I was too far away to see who they were waved back. As I walked closer to them and they were laughing, I realised they were waving at the kid behind me, right? So now I look mm. like a twat, I've just waved. I still think about that now. I walk up that hill quite regularly. I still think about it now and I still, if I see them in town, I'm still like embarrassed and think, I hope they don't, I hope I look different enough if they don't realise that was me. <laughs> so there's absolutely no way and I think I, a day... I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> but this, but but do you but do you laugh about it or does it still bother you? And so it does it like eat you me. up? I get inside? like I would oh, get, okay. if I saw them, I would get like start to get, feel a bit panicky. Like because <laughs> there's things like so there's things obviously there's going to be things and memories that I have of doing similar things. You know, like the old oh and they, they don't give a shit. It's, you know, they don't care. It's not me. They're waving to, but. The, you know, so I've got similar experiences that I'll think about that might like pop in my head, but then I'm like, ha, you know, I just move on because it's just, it's, you know, inconsequential, isn't it? It makes, it doesn't make any difference and it hasn't changed anything. It's not impacted on the, you know, kind of the rest of your life really. Or maybe it has, maybe it's the whole butterfly effect thing and that, that chain of events has sparked something in the world and, and, you know, it's led you to where you are now. So that that one moment could have, you know could have shaped the person that you've become, but um, it's how you spiral out of it, isn't it? You either you, if you let you it know, control you, that's, that's the problem. Downwards, yeah. I have a downward spiral, just so gradually until my... you're at the point where you just wake up in the morning and think, why, why is there another day? <laughs> my, my my reaction would have been like wave, wave, wave. So I'm waving away, and then I get there and realise they're waving at the person behind me. I feel like a bit of a twat now. Okay, I'm going to go. And then be like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I should have just looked behind me. Cause Whereas I probably I went home and cried. I probably yeah. would have cried if I were here. And been like, they lived near me. And then every time I saw them, I would have just been like, oh God, I feel so ashamed. But I think I was a very sensitive kid. So up until like, like teenage years, maybe a bit later, maybe into my 20s, you know, as Simon always says, we're still growing, still learning, all of that. Not if you're broke, you get a kid. But <laughs> I, I think I was like very sensitive to things, very sensitive to things. And I, I think I've just, maybe it's, I've developed a, a thick skin or an outer shell or just, I can just drop things and I don't care. That I think that's sometimes a good attitude to have. It's just, I, don't, I, I you know, it with minute things like that. Yeah. Uh, you I just, don't care. You just I can leave it healthy coping mechanisms haven't you as opposed Maybe. to like all the unhealthy ones that i have. I just wake up with a song <laughs> yeah i don't even know how we got to this oh the annoying intro but yeah that'd be yeah. a good intro for a tv show you put that in your blockbuster thing what with someone waking up with a song in their head yeah they'll wake up with a little tune you know <laughs> yeah. and it's it's random as well it's really really random Maybe it's some, maybe it's someone secretly like coming in and putting headphones over <laughs> while you're sleeping. I mean, I've I've watched the the Watcher recently, and that's that's quite creepy with people coming in and out of houses, unex you know, uninvited. Also, it was Simon? Was it you that said that the Watcher had bad reviews? Was it you that I was talking to? About no, this? I said I wasn't oh. going to watch it because we're going to move. So out. it's creepy, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I finally, I finally finished it, and it is creepy, but also has a really shit ending. I've oh, heard some I think I did hear about that, but isn't that because it's based on a true story, and so 
it is just the ending's just shit. Uh, yeah, but they, like they, they can't make gone... like they can't make up a better ending to the story. They could have done if it's based on a true story. You can then you've then got some license to do what you want with it. But it was awful. I won't waste time. I've seen people say that they want their seven hours back or something, <laughs> things like that. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I I am. Um, I was waiting patiently for my moment to say, and then it didn't come for a long time. So I just to go back the uh, on the OCD thing. I did loads of research into this because when because I've I've been able to trace my OCD back to when I was like eleven. Um, I can actually remember it when it was beginning, and um, through speaking to my therapist at the time, he was saying that it was a coping mechanism because my thing was was that I changed schools and didn't go to a school that I wanted to go to and uh the school I actually wanted to go to was the one Dom went to not because of anything to do with the school but because Dom went there and our other friends went there as well and um and then because of that as I've said before was having having a bit of a rough time etc and so I remember walking home from school from like the bus stop and it's starting like things like trying to because you know the whole thing with OCD is like your brain is trying to control things they're compulsions of things you can control I'm going to switch the light switch on and off because I can control doing that going to check the door handle four times because I can control doing that and so I was doing things like that but on the walk home like I'm not going to walk on the cracks on this pavement I'm gonna if a car's going past I've got a get to this mark in the pavement before it gets past me and you know little little games and things like that that I have been doing for like 25 years if you think about it like that now which is horrible to think of it like that and so when I was talking and talking to people about it and researching it there are people that their brains they've literally done like autopsies on people with OCD and their brains and they literally are wired differently and it is some of the neurons are it's like one of the neurons is like blocked or something like that there is actual all this technical terms and stuff for it that I obviously can't remember but it actually goes back to caveman and women days cave people days where it was a safety mechanism to be checking like the surroundings of the cave of like making sure it's secure or something like that and there are people that have actually had like operations and things in their brain to try and like reconfigure things but i also it is also can also be like learned behavior because when i started working with people with learning disabilities it's often can be associated with autism and so i was working with a lot of people that are like profoundly autistic and noticing the traits within them of organizing things and having rituals and compulsions and things um which then reinforces that you can see it in other people you start to see it in yourself more and it's really difficult and i think the and it heightens in times of stress etc 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 but i think the what can be difficult is I think some people can struggle with things more than others. Everybody struggles with things in one way or another. Uh, but sometimes if you have something that you're obsessing about or is like there's it can be so debilitating um and sometimes you can say it to somebody else. I'm not saying you, Dom, but to someone that 
other pe- people that can wake up with just songs in their heads and don't necessarily torture themselves with it, right? Sometimes you can try and explain it to someone and they'll be like, I'll oh, just get over it. You don't need to do, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, just let it go. You know where, and sometimes there's that lack of understanding and it can be not belittling, but you can kind of minimize someone's pain with it. And I think sometimes what it's helpful when somebody, when you know someone, when other people also struggle with those things, because there's a bit more, patience to it because there's like things that I've obsessed about to the point of I've lost like a week you know of like I can't work I can't do anything because I'm so focused on it but then if you say it out loud to somebody else it sounds ridiculous sounds so stupid and then you feel stupid because you can't get over it you know and uh, I've got this kids book that I read to my son They're, they're really great books they're about mental health but for for children and uh there's like this one it's called ruby's worry and it's a book do you have you got the whole series uh i've got a few like various different we'll compare we'll compare lists they're so good like i read that one and had to buy the rest of them because they're so good so there's like ones about that one's about anxiety but there's ones that are about um shyness and you know other things and the whole point of the story is that talking about it makes it better because once you let it out and you can other people can relate to it it helps because you don't feel so alone or it just you just literally get out of your system so gone all around the houses but that is the biggest advice and learning that I could say to anybody that is listening that does struggle with these things is to just talk to somebody about it and we are here to receive those messages like we're not experts by any means only can be we can only be expert by our own personal experience but we'll be here to listen to respond in any way that we can but yeah it's really hard and I think mental health is like feels like it's harder than ever because of all these stimulants and content and social media and all this other stuff and we're all comparing ourselves to people with instagram filters on their faces and all the rest of it um so it's it's a rough time and i think it's probably only going to get harder unfortunately so yeah I really hope I can wake up with a song in my head one day. That would be the absolute <laughs> dream. Let's, let's we'll try say, it tomorrow. Like, I, I'm trying to think about how... I don't know how you make that happen, but like maybe every night. You know, they say, like, if you if you want to get up at 7am, you're supposed to, like, knock on your head seven times and then <laughs> and go to sleep, and then you'll wake up at seven. I didn't know. Did you not ever try that at sleepovers and shit? And then, of course, one of you would happen to wake up sleep. at seven and you'd be like, oh, my God, it's witchcraft. Like, when really it was like, well, I mean, the sun was up, uh, you know. <laughs> but maybe if we try, I'm just going to sing a little Lily Allen before mm-hmm. I go to sleep. Husband will love that when I get into bed after the watch long at 2am and I'm like, <laughs> the sun is in the sky. Um, and see if I wake up and that's the first thing I think of. It won't be because my alarm's set, you know. But we'll see. We can only hope. Yeah. We can add an additional Patreon tier. Whatever song I wake up um, within my head, I'll um, sing it. 
sing well, to maybe you. It's real, maybe it's like a gift. It's like, uh, like we could use this. Maybe you'll start getting songs that, you know, don't exist and you're actually writing songs in your sleep and you should be <laughs> writing them out and then Seb will sing them. Maybe, maybe, but I haven't been that fortunate yet. It has been um, songs that I am familiar with that have popped into my head. So literally wake up, sort of have a minute, and then all of a sudden there's a song in my head. I'm like, "Mm, okay. And then, yeah, crack on with my day with this song in my head. (laughs) Wow. And then the rest of the day it's just... Empty space. <laughs> well, Brooke wakes up thinking about herself. Good for and her. And then needs to pee. That's normally what happens, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that was. I mean, good. for me, I, I don't know. I don't have a screaming child that wakes me up. Normally, a screaming alarm, like Tess was saying, can't find the button to shut it up, and then oh, okay, need the bathroom. What is your alarm? Oh, there's Lily Allen. <laughs> well, do you have an alarm song, or do you just got like the alarm chimes? I have uh, the worst alarm noise ever. Be- like this, with comes with the iPhone because it's so horrible. Um, it will definitely wake me up, but I'm always awake before it anyway, so it's pointless in is my it, life. Is it the that one? No, no, it's that's really bad. I know exactly which. I haven't had an iPhone for years, but I know exactly which noise it is. Do you? Okay, well, let I me try and find it. For anyone who thinks they know what my alarm is, guess now. <laughs> while he's can... while he's finding it, what's yours, Tessa? It's just be- it's just beeping. It's not anything. Just the bam, bam. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's... yeah. It's just like a little beepy. It's radar. Do you know what radar? Yeah, is? that's the one I was doing. The bam, bam, bam. Isn't it? That's not radar. This this one. Can you hear that? No. no. Oh, well, that's no fucking good, is it? Oh, why isn't it working now? Hold on. No? Hold on, let me... Can you hear it? No. I no, I mean, like... It'll probably be going into his recording, so no, it might no, be nothing. playing on the podcast, but maybe oh Zoom God, is blocking us, it. Us going, we can't hear that, and everyone else is deafened by it. <laughs> I hope so. Well, when, whenever that goes off, it feels like I've been punched in the chest mm-hmm. um, because it's it's horrible. And it, it reminds me of waking up at 3.30 in the morning about to go to work. For a little supermarket uh, shift. And feed the nation! <laughs> There you go. And you did. Um, well, sort of. Not me, because I shop at Asda, but still. <laughs> Is it the Asda Simon was left in? <laughs> no. No one would go there. No one would go there. That's it. We'll See, I, I, could, it. I could make millions in my lifetime, and I will just always forever be humble, because I was left in an Asda crash once. Like, no one can tell me shit about... If I want to go shop at Waitrose, if I want to buy a gold Rolls Royce, I will because I got left in it as the crash once. So there you go. Yeah, that's also not the sort. Don't forget your roots, you know. 
That's also Rags. not the sort of money that I have. I drive a Ford. Rags to okay. <laughs> so. All right. All right, turtleneck. <laughs> I, if it was out of the wash, I would have worn it tonight, but it's in rotation. It's in rotation. Shall we talk about Nathan? Tree Hill? <laughs> and Q, what about Q's, um, you know, the his situation with Skills and Lucas? So he's obviously, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? In confidence. He's told... He's told skills and confidence that, you know, his his hands hurting, etc. etc. Doesn't want Lucas to be informed. Skills does let Lucas know. And uh when Q finds out about him, he actually he accuses him of being an Uncle Tom and uh you know, basically sucking up to you know, to Lucas when he comes back. Which I actually I actually thought was uh was commentary that we don't normally get so i actually thought it was i think it was it was good to have that in there because skills lucas goes for a month skills takes over lucas comes straight back in like i'm assuming lucas got paid for that month right i don't think he's given skills at at that money you know or credit also skills probably a more um qualified well, I was going to say qualified like basketball player or coach because he actually played college basketball, right? I know that Lucas coached in the college basketball and whatever, but, you know, Skills is just as qualified as Lucas is to be a basketball coach, I think. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think the big problem here is is that Skills should have just told Q first that he's going to have to tell Lucas and then there wouldn't have been an issue. It's that he told Lucas about telling Q, right? I mean, he's going to find out anyway, isn't he? How long do Q, does Q really realistically think he could hide it from Lucas? It's just, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, me, there's a there's always better ways around things. But I think, you know... The head coach comes back. You talk about the team. We've lost eight. We've only won four. Um, and actually, a lot of that is down to Q having a mass this injury. He told me not to say anything to you, but I think we need to address it and get it sorted. And then when Q badmouths you like that, when you're on your own in the doctor's office, you punch him in the throat. Okay. Tessa. Simple. Um, yeah. It, skills should have said to Q when he came to him, what, 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 you, what you do anyway when you work with teenagers is that you tell them that most of what they tell you will be in confidence, but if it comes down to your health or your safety, you might have to speak to some other people. So if he started to tell you that his hand was injured, you'd have to say, like, I've got to share that with the coaching team. Like, that's not... And then he would have known up front, wouldn't he, that Mm. all the staff are going to need to know about this. We can't let you play if you're injured. I don't know why, if Skills suspected that his hand was messed up, he let him continue playing. Like... Uh, have you yeah. not got reserves? Are there not reserves? I've got, you know, like just from a, one, he's being a bit shit because you're losing all your games. And two, from a, I'm the adult here and I'm just letting him get more and more hurt playing each week for no reason because we're not getting any results. Mm-hmm. Um, the scouts are going to think you're shit anyway because you're playing for a team that loses every week and you're being crap. So... 
and had he not removed the original cast, he'd probably only be about two or three weeks away. Yeah. From you know, from recovery. So he's an idiot. Yeah. He's a teenager, but he's still an idiot. We make allowances for teenagers. They are idiots. <laughs> the, you know, the brain's not developed. And I do understand his anger. Like, I understand that. It's mm. not It's not the best way to have expressed yourself when actually you're frustrated and you're disappointed. It just presents his anger. Um, and he's and then he's he's obviously out of line with the, like, Uncle Tom comment. Like, that's, like, clearly offensive to him. And he kind of says, like, you're lucky, you know, because... He kind of makes clear to him, I want to punch you in the face, but I won't, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it does say when you've calmed down, I'm going to give you the opportunity to apologise to me. So that I think that's fair enough. Yeah, he, he, um, yeah, he can see that he's. this is his immediate reaction. When he goes away and thinks about this, he will chill out and probably be sorry. And we see some emotion from Q as well. He has a little, he has a little cry on his own, doesn't he, when he's looking at his cast? Yeah. yeah he's obviously got a lot... I mean, we don't know... We don't know a huge amount around, about him still, do we? But he's obviously got a lot riding on this scholarship to college, hasn't he? Um, hmm. So this is a really big deal. He might feel like this is all he's got going for him in his life. And, you know, he's his impulsive behaviour's already fucked up that chance because he punched a guy. You know, he's obviously got some issues with impulsivity, perhaps, and not thinking things all the way through, which is quite standard teenager. It's probably still trying to read Les Miserables. That book is so fucking long. <laughs> so long. Apparently he's doing all right with it. You know? <laughs> so we're starting to get little seeds of like, you're all right, actually, Q, because he's lovely to Jamie. They've got their little rap. Nathan mm. comes in and does his, I'm the dad and I'm... <laughs> but I'm like, I'm that parent. I hope to be that parent. Your kids get to a certain age and you're like, yes, now is the time for just, I'm, I can be the embarrassing mum. <laughs> it's really fun um don't try and be the cool mum because that's you just fail you just become the embarrassing mum like intentionally be embarrassing and then you save some grace like um nice but yeah so he's obviously he's lovely to jamie but he has got some issues with temper very much like nathan was yeah for sure I, and i think yes that the comment from him to skills is obviously offensive uh but you can kind of you can kind of see where it's coming from in the heat of the moment but yes yeah. it's not it's not adequate behavior or acceptable behavior but um but what i did like with q was his back and forth with nathan when nathan is trying to make his comeback or just trying to play basketball now it's horrible because he's being mean to nathan um but at the same time it's very much like what you just said how nathan would have treated someone when he was younger um but also it's kind of that fight or flight situation like is that actually the kind of fuel that you need to motivate you to step up and continue to get better or is it just gonna deter you from it at all but i i thought this this is when he's the actor I don't know. What is the actor's name who plays Q? Do we His know? His name is Robert Lee Jones III. Well, Robert Lee Jones is uh, really natural in them times, in those scenes. And uh, yeah, th- th- this, those are for sure my most enjoyable parts of this episode. Maybe even of this season, because it's like, yes, basketball's back. 
in like a more meaningful way you know these sort of one-on-one scenes so yeah i yeah, really liked we, it we want we kind of we want nathan to have a comeback of some kind don't we like we've seen his we didn't see a lot of his i'm in a wheelchair i've got a walking stick for an episode now i'm all right like we didn't we could have had a more like there's some physio there's some montages he's walking up some steps it could have been more, you know that could have been more of a thing and it wasn't so it's kind of like yes we want to see this like you're going to work hard are you going to get your game back the therapist said why can't you play basketball anymore and he's like hmm you're right why can't i i'm fixed yeah with your spine just i don't know glued back together somehow just fused itself back together <laughs> yeah i like the line about i was gonna wipe that old dirty laundry off the wall like things like that i thought this it's good i like it i like it did, did do you like these basketball scenes dom or is it, have you like turning the corner on q or are you still finding him annoying Outside uh, of the st- fact that his character is supposed to be annoying. He's still annoying, but he's like tolerable annoying. I actually didn't like the scene with him and Nathan. Um, I thought he was just being a cocky twat and Nathan should have headbutted him. But, um, you know, he's growing himself as well and he's maturing. Um, but it would be good if Nathan uses that as fuel to get better and come back and challenge him again and and, and beat him. Um uh, and almost say, you know, if you can do that, and if you can do that in the team, then you you earn you earn you'll earn your shirt on the wall, your jersey on the wall. But until then, you know, mine's staying up there. Um, so fuck you. But yeah, you know, I, I don't. I, he's not a character I I particularly enjoy. And his his scenes always seem to be a bit of a struggle. You know, for him as an actor, there's always a bit of hard work. It's like it's very what very. Like, The Crying was probably the best acting he's done so far, to date. Okay. What about uh, the Hayley Payton situation? That Hayley Payton is going to produce Hayley's next record. Appetite for Destruction, isn't it? Which is is an album. But I, I I think it's going to be, it will be good. Of course, it's going to be good. But like Peyton doing herself like out of business as well. Is she is she only a one client manager at a time or one artist manager at a time? Is that all she can handle? Because it's like Haley's walked in. She's big fucking news because she's already got a record out. Um, you, you know, and all the stuff that she did with uh, Chris Keller. So I'm going to bin all this shit, and she throws all of those other tapes into the. Um, into the bin and then she's like okay all well, my focus is on you now like you're already successful how good is that going to make me look okay that's that's not really how the world works but fair enough you wouldn't I, think I, it'd I, be I, Peyton's I, thing like musically either like Hayley's but music she, re- she just relied really heavily on Hayley for uh, Mia as well mm. didn't she so it's just like Peyton's just she was going for the band wasn't she like she's Mm. she's into like bands that play instruments and sort of rock she listens to a lot of classic rock and so I'm a bit like I'm not sure so then she had Mia and it was a bit "Mm, okay that kind of happened and now Hayley I'm a bit like oh you 
Like, what are you going for here? Yeah, two sort of solo female piano playing singers. It's that she's had the same client. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, there is one thing that I do know for sure, and this is a fact, is that full-time teachers that also have uh, children, you know, under the age of five, all mm. of them have time on the side yeah. to record and produce an album. I've, I've heard this. I've heard they've got the, they've got time and the space to not have to go to school in the work day yeah. to complete their side project. You just set they, Les Miserables yeah. as homework and that takes the kids 10 years Months. of their life to read <laughs> at yeah. home and ask for an essay at the end. So if you give it to them yeah. right at the beginning of the year, you've got a solid decade before you've got to go back in and get the papers yeah. back. Are mm-hmm. you doing that with every year group? Yeah, straight off. Fuck it. So actually, if you get in there with the, how old are they when they get to high school? 14 or 15? Mm-hmm. It might take them a lot. It's going to take them the full 10 years. The older groups, you know, and every year they've got to go again, unless there's other books that are as long as that. I'm I'm, I'm sure there are lots of books that are as long as that, but... Um, and make them read it in French. Uh, <laughs> and they've got to translate with a little French... To English dictionary because they can't use Google. Was Google Translate even? Was it, I don't know how long that's been a thing, but that's not reliable. I don't think so. so they've got to use their little dictionary, you know? Tiny mm. one that you'd, yeah, you could fit in your pocket back in the day, yeah. Like, no one can see this, but it's like three inches thick, but somehow made really small as though it could go yeah. in a pocket, but. Yeah. yeah, one so, of those. So true. One of those, like little Bible paper in it, so thin. Yes, one of those. Yeah. And then, and then got, you get, you know, you could have, you've got a decade's worth of albums there. That's a full back catalogue. You can have a greatest hits out before they come back to school. She's got, she has the time. She really does. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, she's also, what's great for Haley is she's got such a big house that she has to maintain. Um, but again, not a problem. Well, she's got she, Deb there now for that, hasn't she? Come on, Deb, put the vac round while you're here. <laughs> She will, won't she? You want to? Is Deb moving in? Is a is she in, like nanny carrying going to live there? I think she's going in the hut outside, Perfect. isn't she? So she can, you know, loads of washing and all sorts. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Haley even had enough time to make French toast in the morning. No one has time to make French toast in the morning. Who has time for that? It annoyed me when Nathan sat down and was like, "What's your day like?" It just annoyed me. Like it annoys me because you're 22. You weren't having those conversations. If anything, you were hungover, right? You'd come out in your boxer shorts. You didn't even realise, but you're showing a bit of brain. Oh god, <laughs> let me rearrange that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Any no milk one wants left? Toast after that, do they? God. <laughs> How grand. Dipped in egg. No, thank you. Hey, I've told the story, right? I must have told it. When I went to work, this is when, this is like around that time. I was like 22. Oh, I think you might, there was something. Tell it again, though. I got out of my car. This was in like winter as well. And I'm wearing like formal clothes because this is like my, my first office job. And, uh, and I'm like waving 
to like the people I work with, which are all like elderly women, because I was like I was like doing student advice at, the, at a college, and uh, and the wind blew as I'm like walking into the building. I felt a breeze. I looked down and my dick was out. Like, literally, like... Was it out-out? As in, like, you'd pulled it through the hole to have a piss and just never tucked it away? Like, was it out like that? Like, like, hanging out like a hose? (laughs) I don't think it was, like... I think it was, like, fully, like, fully out. It was, like, like, peeking through kind of thing. I think it's basically, I just got dressed in these days... I was wearing like quite baggy boxer shorts that didn't have a button up on the like short. Like this really American, like baggy checked. Yeah, yeah, that do, kind of could, thing. You didn't even have to pull them down to get your penis out. You could just. <laughs> no, they had no. They had like a slit down the yeah, middle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To, They've got like yes, an opening. Yeah, an opening. Right, right, right. And I just obviously haven't zipped my trousers up, and there's just like, <laughs> yeah, just showing a bit of brain there. And I just suddenly looked down. <gasps> zipped up you know and this is one of like Ephony's favorite stories and i just had to continue waving at the people and just hope and just pray <laughs> that they didn't see you know just pray that it was just maybe they thought uh, yeah. But, yeah they wouldn't have seen how wide was the opening like how you might have someone was stood you were sat down in chairs opposite each other someone might have been like i can see right in but walking no, around, I, mean, I think you'd be all right yeah i'd like to think so but I mean, nevertheless, you know, there was, it's not a good situation to be in, is it? No. Does that still eat away at you? No, because I mean, I see oh, okay, that, I see good. it as funny. But if you because... saw those women now, would you have a moment of like, they're looking at me and they know they've seen oh, Tessa, it. they were very old. They're all dead by now. But the... <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, do I'm sure they that in the last minutes as their life ebbed away. Jesus. Remember that Simon boy that came to work at the college that time and we saw his cock. <laughs> he was hanging that probably, brain. That was probably their best work day. That's probably the best day at work they've had in so long. It even beats like Christmas when people bring in like a tin of roses for the office. <laughs> beats that even. Young man. Oh, that little young one. (laughs) With those average sized feet. A huge dong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, they were very lovely. They were very lovely. One of them once said to me, I was was only only there for six months, right? And then I left. For sexual harassment reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I left. Nearly. They were like, um, but before that, one of the women went to me. She's like, I hadn't even decided I was leaving yet. I was only a few months in. She went, Simon, Simon, dear, when are you going to get a real job? I was like, "What?" She's like, "You're too young to be doing this. You're supposed to be like going out and doing things." I was like, "Okay, Jesus." She was right. Um, (laughs) I made the mistake. Oh, it's a long story, but I made the mistake of giving an honest exit interview. Uh, and then two years later they're all really old. I can't work here. You're all old, and you smell of like old ladies' hand cream. I I said something along them lines, actually. Not about the old... Not about the hand cream or whatever. Oh, God. I just remembered it when you just said it. Oh, God. Cringe. You've got to say it now. You're in too far. Such a cringe. 
Right. They it was so it was giving student advice. So people were coming in, calling up, wanting to do different courses and things. And the college did things like plumbing and agriculture and trades and stuff. But a lot of people would be paying for it. Blah blah blah. So mainly it was phone based, right? But in the office. But they had a system where there was three different campuses, and the phone system was set up so that it would come to our campus first, and then if we didn't answer it, it went to this other campus, and if they didn't answer it, it went to the other campus. So the people on the third campus, their phone only rang if two other sets of teams didn't answer it. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit, like, because we do all the work, and only it's only they don't do nothing, right? And they all knew that this is how this was set up. Also, some of the like older women, I don't know, they weren't like, I, they were nice and whatever, but they didn't, I don't think they wanted me as part of their club. I get it. I'm like 50 years younger than you, but still, you know, I've got a job to do. And so I wrote in my exit interview, I said, basically said, it's all bollocks. Like, you know, it's not fair, this, that and the other. I also said they're only interested in talking to you if you're a really big fan of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I actually like wrote that in my thing. Was that as like a sassy, passive aggressive thing, or that was it was actually Antiques Roadshow, or you just thought I'll just pick something the old people like? No, I was just being a dick. I I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was, but I said something about Antiques Roadshow, and then the tables turned because two years later I get a job at the college at the same college um in a different department this is when i first got into learning disabilities and everything and so then <clears throat> i'd see these people around all of the time and i had to go and just have a conversation and just be like look i'm sorry i didn't mean that part but actually what did happen was they had to change the whole phone system after i left and make it fair so i did have a positive impact on that part just shouldn't have had the sassy part the other part so we live and we learn and then I had some awkwardness for a bit and then that was it. I ended up working there for like four years after that. So, yeah. But the story is, is don't be a dick in an exit interview because you never know when you're going to, if you're going to be working there again. But they do all die eventually and then it doesn't matter. Jesus. There's always that. Did you give an exit? people and then you can do what you want because... <laughs> they'll even forget about it in a minute or die there you go uh, Dom did you did they, did they you do an exit interview when you left your previous place uh, so I, I got to the opportunity to sit down with the um, like they're called a head of stores so like the regional manager who's in charge of 19, 20 stores uh, and tell them exactly what I thought of them and because so- they'd said some quite inappropriate things um and stuff that just made you feel like shit so i brought it up i i I put it in my notice when i was leaving my notice was about five pages long (laughs) so did you just like go Uh, for the go for the throat or did you just keep it very factual it was all about them to be it's all about that person and their comments and then how how it'd been treated over the years and stuff and yeah, I just kept it as factual as possible, but um, also put in the, this is how it made me feel. And that it then became a sit down conversation. He's like, oh, what are you, 
uh, what are you going to go and do? And I told him what I was going to go and do. He's like, oh, okay, it's just a startup, right? I was like, oh, you can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking hated him. But yeah. anyway, as the, as, as the conversation went on, he was like, well, I didn't mean, you know, the things I said to come across like this and make you feel that way. And it's like, but you did. But you did mean for that because that's the sort of person you are. And it was like, uh, <laughs> and it, it just, yeah, it was just, he he then became very awkward and tries to talk around. They're, they're all politicians, all of them. They're all politicians. They they all act in exactly the same way. They try and say what you want to hear and or what they think you want to hear. And then they don't answer any questions. So I just put him on the spot with as much as I possibly could and just told him what I really thought of him. And that was it. And then I, yeah, I, I had a couple of weeks left and then I left. And then you went back and stole a footstool. I did. I did. Yeah. Did you? I kick, I kick, yeah. A, a kickstep. I walked in. I needed a kickstep. When I bought this place, I needed um, like a, like some sort of step or ladder or whatever um, to be able to paint like a, around the edges of the ceilings. And I didn't have anything appropriate. And I thought, you know what would be appropriate? All the kickstools I put together at Sainsbury's. So I just walked in, picked one up and walked out with it. Nobody said a word. Do you still have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my, it's in the cupboard at the, the front cupboard that I've got. So the message here is that the security in Sainsbury's is virtually non-existent. Very lax. Don't give a fuck, like. Yeah. Not, but not because when it comes to stools, anyway. When it's me as well, I could just because I know them all. I just yeah. like you're right. Just you know, taking this and just walk out. They they didn't they wouldn't have stopped and asked anyway. They're too lazy. Do you shop there now? Is that your shop supermarket of choice? Shoplift there, yeah. No, shoplift there. Shop. Oh, shop, shop, yeah. Take your your trolley in and pay for it at the end. Or do you just like supermarket sweep dash and leave? That one, the second one. Mm -hmm. No, really. I I try and shop there as little as possible. Yeah. Now, but that is my local shop as well, which is really frustrating. So I try and do Ocado orders now. Mm. I, I won't even order Sainsbury's online because they used to be my team and i don't want them turning up at my door oh no imagine the chit chat you'd have to make it's oh bad no enough absolutely when they're strangers, not isn't it all right give me my shopping and fuck off yeah. bye-bye <laughs> absolutely yeah there you go good 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 so one tree hill then so i think Should we do judgments yeah we don't like if we hit if we done it all brooks ridiculous getting a baby's ridiculous yeah and lucas and peyton Oh, we'll waste the time. Let's not let's move on. Luke, Luke is in any scene in this episode as well. What a dickhead. He's a terrible actually, basketball coach. We said I it on the watch long. He's a terrible basketball coach. I'm going to say it. I think I hate Lucas. Wow. I think he's a prick. I really don't like him at all. I think well, every time he's on screen, I think, oh, fucking hell, here we go. Did you like this him in season like, one? I like Q more than I like Lucas. Did you like Lucas in season one? Not a massive amount. So this has been consistent for you. It's got worse. It's definitely got worse. Season five, Lucas is like the top dog of dick, top dog for dickheads. He's honestly, I cannot stand him. I I can't, I just hate him when he's on screen. Think, just get him off quickly. Sorry, Simon. Are you, I can't wait to tell Chad this next week. I was going to say, are you now not excited to see Chad in real life? I've got to be honest, I'm never excited to see them. I'm excited because I get to spend time with you 
That's nice. Uh, and the whole point of the, like this is spending time with you. That's but nice. I've never been excited about meeting them or seeing them or anything. You know, I said when we go to Wilmington, I, I couldn't give a shit if there wasn't a thing on what they call convention because I, I'm not there for that. I don't really care about the actors. So would you sweet. feel differently if this was just like a Star Trek? Would you feel differently? Or are you just not that excited by like meeting celebrities? That's a good question. <laughs> if it was like I, it, no, the same. If, if we built up the someone, same, like he's dead now. But if it was oh. the same level of, <laughs> it's the same level of. If we had the same level of listeners and Ravenship, shall we say, for a Star Trek, I'd be more interested in meeting the our Ravens than the actors because that like it's it's a yeah it's great it's great for two seconds but that's it that that moment's then over whereas the 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 bonds that we build up with the people that listen to us and interact with us all the time is much more important this is forever in it dom you know it's me it's meaningful one way when you meet and this is something that it's a bit i mean obviously i've always known this but i've come to feel this more recently is that it is just a one-way relationship isn't it like where if we even yeah. if we speak to chad for five seconds he's not going to remember it like it's meaningful yeah. to us but not um, meaningful what, to them and what you would absolutely love is for someone who is you know from a show that is probably your hero not necessarily the characters your hero but the show as a whole has done a lot for you um and you you want him to be that hero but he's probably going to be a bit of a disappointment what you'd really love is you walk up to him and go hi i'm simon i do this podcast and him go oh do you know what i remember doing your cameo and you're going <laughs> fucking hell what a great memory you've got let's have a talk about that for two minutes that'd be what a wonderful experience that'd be but you're not going to get that he's going to be oh, okay great thanks very much okay i'll sign your jumper that's you know four hundred dollars thanks bye <laughs> i think that's, I, that's i've got a reality feeling that chad is going to be particularly disappointing I feel like if, I feel like even if you had him on the podcast, if I gone or she to gone? Him, no, you just have you just to stay quiet. Be as good she as doesn't some of the know. Others. But on the recording, you can't fucking hear me, and I'm talking you just to myself. Have to. And then it will piece in in editing. Yeah, she knows. She knows how it goes. I, I know. I know. You will hear me in my audio that I've gone. You can't hear me. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um. You anyway. think he'll be disappointing? Chad, yeah, I I don't think that he'll be one of the better ones to meet. And I'm saying that as someone that, like, was a little bit in love with Chad Michael Murray when I was 15 years old. Money. Yeah. Like, I've loved him from, like, Dawson's Creek, you know? But, but, I but get, you, you know... Craig Sheffer wasn't a disappointment at all. Like, we came away from that being, like, he was the man. Like, or he Paul. was just as good. And Paul, obviously, like, you know? is... Or, like, de- like, some of them have been brilliant, but I don't get the imp- impression with Chad that he would be quite as engaging or that he cares enough about the show to spend any t- much time talking about it. Do, well, do, do you think, Dom, do you think Paul cares about us? Like, would, do you think we must be memorable to him? Right, like he must remember who we are. I, I think you are. I, don't, I, other than my, you know, supposed weekends with him, I, he wouldn't remember my name, would he? He'll remember. No, he would. You, no, yeah, he, he would. I think he remembers no. you as a pair. Of course, he does. No, I, I we disagree. We spent an hour talking to him the first time. Yeah, but I think, I think if I was to change my name on the Zoom or or remove my name because you can rename it, so I could just put. If I, I could just do this, in fact, I just well, put like a, me with my name that isn't my name. I'll put a Q. So I put a Q, right? Mm-hmm. If I did that, 
and we were talking, he wouldn't go, oh, Dom, you know, this, that. He, he wouldn't remember my name. I promise you. But He'd remember he yours because you're in contact with down lots, though. Or it's like a well, username in... on social media and things, isn't he? Yeah, because he's been in contact with Simon. So it makes sense. And that's fine. That's, again, shit like that doesn't bother me. That'll I break my heart. Less, but... <laughs> I, I think he would remember you because when we first spoke to him, it was all about like your predictions and the way you saw the show and everything. And the whole joke was that, you know, he was so impressed with you. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Paul. I'll just go, shall I? You know, ha, 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 ha. Like, I think I de- he would definitely remember you. I think it's... The thing that I Let's have with him it. is the jacket. DM him. Yeah. DM him and say, hey, it's Dom. And see if he goes, no, I, I, oh, hey, Dom. I, th- I think next time he comes on, if we get him on again, I'm sure we will. I don't see why not. Friend of the show. I'm going to have, I'm going to have this as my name. So I've changed my name to Jim. And we'll, we'll see if he says, hi, Jim. Okay, but well, that or only works says, then if I also change my name to something else to see if he notices. No, them, because right? he knows. No, because you message him. And he can see your name on, on other platforms. Okay. But I, it's so, also the jacket thing, because he sent me the jacket, so he's like, we've had yeah, exactly. that thing sort of writing so not, names down and stuff. I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying he wouldn't remember my name. But he'll remember yes. the concept Stop. of you, though, and sometimes yeah, that's he, more important, I think, than what your name that, is. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he, he's, he'll turn up and go, oh, remember we had this great conversation about, you know, your predictions for Warren Hill, And then the next time he came on, oh, we joked about, you know, our Saturdays together. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't remember my name. I promise you. But, right, but he would remember... I'd put, I'd put money on it. But do you... Well, he would remember that. Because do you remember when we, when we spoke to him last time, so it came, he was writing a screenplay about someone with learning disabilities and then he was like oh yeah remember we have that you know because you work in learning disabilities or whatever and i know that's because of the jacket and the money the autism or whatever but like i think he would remember and he would remember your stuff like if we were at the convention that his i think he just cancelled though didn't he i'm not sure but say if we were at the convention where he's at and we were in the line and we went up and we're like hey i think he would remember us as a two, I do like. Hmm. He'd remember that you came as a pair. Like he would yeah. always remember Simon had a buddy. He go, "Hi, Simon and Jim." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, but I think to the point. Yes, I think. I mean, yeah, be, but we've we've been really lucky. Uh, Colin was really nice. Kieran was really nice. Barbara, Craig, Paul. Um, yeah. Oh, and then a couple of people you didn't get to speak to, but like John, the composer, was awesome. Uh, Matt, the set decorator, was awesome. Amber was really nice. Like, they've all been really nice. So it's like, and this, but this is like the big whale of them all. Yeah. Yeah. For but, you, though, my whale would be Paul. Mm. And that's coming from someone that, like, loved Lucas, loved Peyton. Like, I was all about them. But as I've watched it, as I've got older, I re- I love Paul. So for me now, Paul's like I, you've got like like that's amazing that you got him. Yeah, and he's a friend of the show. And I think he's our favorite character now. You know, yeah. um, mm. when I see him on screen, it's like that's the good times. You know, and too. I think- <laughs> like you see him appear, and you're like, yes, let's get some drama happening here. Like. Get some darkness involved, not like <laughs> fucking purple monkeys and holding your baby out at a weird angle at the airport for ages. <laughs> it's not her baby. She's been doing some arm days to be able to hold, like, babies are solid. 
to be able to, <laughs> to be able to hold like a fifteen pound baby out in front of you like that, just with your arms like for that long. Hard it work. stress it stressed me out when she was doing that. Like when I if when I would hold our son like that, I always want to bring him into your chest because you feel like am I not putting too much pressure under you know Imagine the if little you were held bodies. up like by scooped hands under your armpits yeah for that long with your body weight hang mm-hmm. dangling you'd be pull like you're in. gonna cut my arms off pull her in well on that note should we go into judgments yeah well if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not then check us out, support us, write a review for heaven's sake. It's been forever. Ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But Tessa, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. I'm really interested one day, one day, in like 10 years' time, if I can stomach listening to it, I would love to hear how early we adopted that the ravenshoops.net thing like i know it must have been like early in season one i have no idea (laughs) it feels like it's been there forever but yeah how things are isn't it it wasn't planned i remember that i think we were just messing around and it just kind of stuck as a thing but (laughs) if anybody knows retrospectively please let us know tessa (laughs) who was your favorite performer of the episode um, I've gone for Robert Lee Jones the third, and now I'm Dom as shit all over that where he says he absolutely hates the acting. But I think a lot of it feels like I'm watching him act because it's almost the teenager that's doing the acting all the time. Because a lot of your life as a teenager is a performance. Um, but I went for him, just the frustration and the anger when he's kind of shouting at skills and. I just, I thought he was brilliant. And then he has this little cry, you know. Nice. And Dom? Um, Just just to sort of, the crying was the the best bit of acting that he's, he's done. So we'll give him that. I I feel like he's just like a one trick pony. Okay. At the moment. There needs to be, I need more texture. Um, I I went for James Lafferty. I thought James Lafferty did a good job and is, you know, um, remains fairly consistent but has important scenes with Dan important scenes with Haley and Lucas and Q and so on and so forth so he I think he had the most range of the episode and Simon I also went for Robert Lee Jones the third I really enjoyed him I thought he was good I like the whole I like the noise he makes when he's just like come on Nathan huh hmm like I like these noises like hmm? and it's rapping with Jamie, like, how could you not appreciate that? My band is going to be sick. <laughs> yes. Well, who was your favourite character of the episode? Um, I went for Deb because everyone Ooh. else was trash a lot of the time. There mm. weren't a lot of good. It was hard to pick a performer even because you're just you know when you're not enjoying it. You're like I'm hard. It's just um. So I went with Deb because she's Deb. That's actually the only reason. It'd be like, it's like Pat Butcher on EastEnders. I pick Pat every time because she's Pat Butcher, you know? Yeah. I nearly yeah. picked, I nearly picked, I, I did like Dan, um, just because I always do, but that wouldn't be for anything specific to this episode. 
So I went with Deb. She saved the day. Their childcare woes are behind them. Hayley can go off, record as many albums as she wants, go to the Grammys, whatever. <laughs> Dom? Uh, I, I picked Dan. Um, Deb was a close second, but she was in it for such a short amount of time. But yeah, Dan popping up the moment in the lift um, with, you know, if you're going to jump me, now's the time kind of thing. Uh, I just thought he was, he was really good. The waking up and... Um, saying Keith was seemed like the, the the kind of first and only genuine like waking up moment of the episode as well. So yeah, it went to Dan. What about you? Um, I'm gonna go with Millie. Ooh, because I mean I know we spoke about how Mouth reacted to her uh, omission of her virgin status. But she didn't do anything wrong, did she? She, It was hard for her yeah. to say. It was hard for her to, like, you know, get the courage to say it. She was worried she was going to be judged. She was worried she was going to be moved to New York. She was worried her boyfriend, or what, if they're official or not, I guess they are now, was going to be moved away to somewhere else. And she went through a lot, and now she's living with four guys. So she's been through a lot. I like her. She's good energy. What? One thing I will say about that is when she says, well, if you do move away, can I still have your room? Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. It was just like, well, if you go, fuck it, I'll have your room anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tessa, what about your favourite background performer? One line or less? I've gone for the baby. Um, again, because really that stunt work that's happening there at the end, <laughs> yeah. that's not easy, is it? The level of training mm. they have to have to make that look safe hang in there, you know, with this complete stranger. Didn't cry, didn't noticeably shit its pants. <laughs> Good head of hair. Happy mm-hmm. round. Cute baby, yeah. Yeah, cute. I said to Dom, maybe we should try and get that baby on the podcast. Yeah. We've had a baby we've had a baby before. Maybe it's time for this baby. Yeah, get all them random. They're the best some of the random people have been the best ones. Oh, I want that big on, head. Like, yeah. I want that big head guy. <laughs> I have a, I have don't a friend. Don't want to come now, will he? I've called him a potato. <laughs> All right, hang on. Tell quick, him I won't be here. Quick, quick sidebar. And I think Dom will appreciate this maybe a little bit more. But I have a friend um, that has a sizable head still. Like he didn't quite grow into his head. It's quite large. Are you familiar with where who I'm talking about, Tom? No. Well, someone that's still got quite a large head. Lovely guy. Um, and my mom genuinely, genuinely asked me. She was like, I hadn't seen him in a long time. Saw him and was like, to me, was like, is he okay? Do you think he... <laughs> And I was like, wait, it gets worse. And I was like, yeah. She's like, do you think he might have water on the brain? (laughs) Like, no, he's fine. Just has a large head. Like, who is it? (laughs) You You can't say, you can't. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking huge head. Um, (laughs) I had to look someone up in my yearbook the other day who I'd forgotten ever existed. 
which you know when you leave school and you're like oh, i'm gonna remember everyone and for a long time you do and you feel proud of yourself you're like i've remembered everyone and then eventually they just your mind Fall just away. raises them to make room for shit like this um <laughs> but i had to look someone up because i was speaking to someone else and they were like no, no no i think you mean the other guy with the same name and i was like i absolutely don't i looked him up and i was also like the head Giant. What's the alien on, um, is it American Dad? Oh, yeah. Chuck it, loves American Roger. Dad. That. <laughs> and I'm saying Excellent. this as a person. I've also got a large head. It's really round. I've got, if I go somewhere and you've got to borrow a helmet and they get out the small, oh, you're a girl, you have the small. I'm like, absolutely. No. Put that back. Get me a large. Triple XL, please. Like, Spud head. It runs in the family. So I don't know. I don't know who who I am to sit in judgment. It's my own insecurity. Yeah. Wow. I've, I told. I, I must have told this before. I've said this before. Frying pan face, moon face. I got all of this stuff when I was younger. Our friend Dave once said to me, as an adult, he said, "You've um, you've got you're talking about my face. He's like, you've got a lot of really nice features, just on a really large canvas." <laughs> <laughs> that's a really lovely way of putting it there's something poetic like, about that thanks Dave, for Dave. you little pea head like, <laughs> I saw F a great hates... meme about giant heads I'm going to look that up and send it to you later <laughs> F hates um, I've forgotten her name oh, she was a judge on Strictly she used to be in Mystique um, um, Alicia Dixon. Alicia Dixon. Yeah, right. Mystic she lives. Bump and flex. Right. She <laughs> lives around here. Um, like we've seen her around and stuff. And uh, F used to play netball with her sister. Anyway, F can't stand Alicia Dixon because she's got such a little pea head. She's got like a perfectly small little head. So, yeah. Anyway, um, where did we get to? That was. Did you? Tessa, did you just baby. go? Did you... I've picked the baby. baby as my background performer. Dom? Uh, the lady that gives the baby to Brooke without checking any credentials or anything like that. She is my... She's got a big grin on her face as she's palming this child off that's probably been screaming the entire flight. The trafficker. And, yeah, the trafficker. That's what she's going to be called. What about you? Um, the big head guy. He had one yeah. line. Nice. He did, oh yeah, and I did think later on, I was like, oh, I've got to go for him, surely. But I didn't really like the joke. Because the, <laughs> because the joke is that it's like, oh, Nathan, that's the worst thing possible, that you had a male nanny fancy you, isn't yeah. it? And it's that old, like, ah, being gay is the worst thing you could be thing. It's just really yeah. commonplace. That's true, that's true. I, I think I didn't wasn't even focusing on the it's words the that came out of his mouth. Yeah, it was the head. Any words yeah. could have come out of that head, I would have picked him. Um what about your favourite line, Tessa? My favourite line is just Keith. Cause it was the only there weren't any really funny lines. They were few and far between. Sometimes if you get an episode where not much happens, at least there's some humour, but there wasn't loads of that. And there wasn't anything particularly hard-hitting either. There wasn't anything really sentimental and poetic about it. There's a bit of Dan at the end, that was it. So I was like, I'm just going to go with Keith. It was the only, like, for me, the only powerful line of the episode. Yeah, nice. Okay, Dom? Uh, when Nathan sees Dan in the in the gym, he says, uh, what are you doing here? 
And Dan's reply is, which is my favourite line, just regret regretting it all. You too, huh? Mm. So I pick that one. What about you, Simon? Mine is when Q says about his coaches and he says, one one just uh, went off for a month and the other one can't be trusted. I just like the way that he sort of outbursts it, which was true. And Tessa, what about your favourite song of the episode? There aren't any songs that really slap in this episode, are there? There's not any... And I like a lot of the music in this show, but this one, I was just... This is all quite mediocre, so I just picked the one that's the like the Coda song at the end, which is Roadway Hymn by La Roca. La Roca. Graham. Dom. Uh, I picked the song that was playing when Nathan and Q are uh, going one-on-one. It was called Adore, Adore. I want to say Yoav, Yov, Yoav. I'm not sure. We'll go with that. So that is that song, Adore, Adore. I'll pick the hip-hop song that Peyton was listening to. I think it might have been Lupe Fiasco, maybe. I'm not sure, but I'll take that. Wasn't it a demo? Would sure. have been just a random, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah. If it was a demo. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Hey, it doesn't <laughs> give a shit. She only wants Haley, so. It's <laughs> in the bin now, isn't it? Yeah. And then, last but not least, is the precious. Precious. Rating. Tessa, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yeah, I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It stayed the same. Dom saying questions. Um, I think there's. Well, it's difficult. I, I was between two numbers. Um, I'll go with the the higher number of the two that I was thinking. Okay, that's all I'll tell you. I had what a you? I had a number and it went down by one. Ooh. <laughs> so let's see. So after three, one, two, three. Seven. Six. Four. Four. <laughs> four. That's the lowest I think you've ever given. I just thought to myself, oh, Dom's gone with a higher number. I wonder if maybe I could have scored this lower than Dom. <laughs> no. You were tempted with it? a three. I was really tempted with a three. I have to be honest. I thought this episode was fucking awful. Rewatching it, I thought this is just dreadful. This is so such a bad episode. Lucas is a twat. Peyton just pisses me off. Haley's a dickhead and doesn't care about her son. Nathan's chasing a dream that isn't a dream that was a dream that is a dream, but we're going to be okay. Q is just a knobhead, but under you know, okay, understandably so. Um, the only kind of redeeming thing about this episode was Dan and Deb. For me, wow! I actually preferred it on the watch along. When we watched on the watch log and I thought, oh, I've got to talk about this this week. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. It's all right. And then I've watched it, had it on the background a couple of times today, and it's just got worse and worse. You see, I always think that as well. I always think it's better in the watch along when there's more people. It's a bit collaborative. We can kind of laugh about it at the same time. And then you're on your own when watching it. And then you kind of realise. <laughs> and I think if you're watching it as a series, obviously all series have little ebbs and flows, don't they? Like you don't hate a singular episode as much because it's either lifted by the episodes before or after it. 
Whereas just watching this on its own, like if, if you tuned in, if you'd never seen it and this was on the TV and you were like, oh, it's this team, I love a bit of this, I'll watch it, you wouldn't come back for another episode. No, you're right there. Spot Maybe on. Maybe a six is too high. I'm talking myself out of my six. <laughs> come, meet me at four. <laughs> well, how low can we go? What did, you how... say, si- what did you say, Simon? I said seven. I had oh, been thinking wow. about a six. I had been... But I enjoyed the basketball in this one. I did. There was barely any basketball, mate. It was a 30 I don't know what basketball scene. you were watching. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you were watching. Okay. I really did not see the same episode. So how? where can we meet then? Four. That's where I, we But meet. it's not the worst episode of One Tree Hill that we've seen. We've I've seen worse episodes the podcast where you gave it the five. Is that the... If you, unless you've had one That's lower than the that lowest. Since. That's the lowest, yeah. What happened in that episode? That was this better, is the worst one I've this. seen. Anyway, well, this either, is, the is, worst this, is this even worse than the dream? You know, upside down, topsy turvy episode that you hated. <laughs> it's it's kind of well, it's almost on par with the whole waking up and you can hear their thoughts thing, which I I didn't enjoy anyway. But um, I, I think I think this is might be worse. Well, that, what about a five? Can we meet in the middle at a five? To equal the low, because Dom, you got some lows to come, my friend. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I feel like now we're here, we've talked about it, and we've got the Dan and the Deb. Like I can, I, I can understand a four, but I can't go up to a seven. No, I really can't. Because even I felt when I gave it a six, I was like, that's quite generous. <laughs> Why don't we meet at a five then and call it a five? That puts it on par with that other bad episode of this season. Is that better or worse than that? Well, I'm fine to put it on par with that. Well, Dom, that's a win for you because you haven't even budged. You budged one number. Because actually, I was... I'll go to Ooh. to five if Tessa goes to five. But if Tessa wants to go to four, it's a four. <laughs> don't, because don't, I was just going to say I think this is worse than that one that you gave a five. Now that I'm thinking about it. So it's a four. Simon's Simon, you got to cover me as a four. Simon's basing his whole seven on the fact that there was basketball in it and there was about six seconds of basketball. It was just a ridiculous, redundant argument. I have a right See, for, for to the make episode. my own yeah, judgments. But, yeah, but you're also wrong. So just see it for the episode that it was. It was a four. Let's call it that. Let's watch the next episode and let's live happily ever after. How about that? We can't. It's not a four. A five I- is fair. We can't let the record reflect, though, that this episode's better than that other episode. Yeah, the other episode was a five, so it should be on par, which would make it a five. This is one of those times when you need a little four and a half, but it's not allowed. (laughs) Tessa, you're confusing things here. I'm sorry. It's, It's a five. We need you to agree to a five, and then we've made it. I'll go to a five, but I would also go to a four, I think. Two for four. No, but <laughs> that's well, making Simon you can come down call, so far, though. You can call it a four on the basis that I, that there's two fours and one five, but I I wouldn't call it a four. But you can mark it down as a four in that mathematically. That's not the rules of the game. The rules of the game, we all agree on a number. But I can't agree to a four. That's too low. Then you've got to convince us it's a five. 
if I sit and this, think oh, about Dev, if I sit and think about Dev enough, I'm coming in, and Nathan's like, "Who's that? It's your own mother's voice." Okay, and she comes <laughs> in, and her hair's her hair's looking great. Obviously, she's looking great. She's being mm-hmm. cute with Jamie. I'm like, "Oh, Deb's back," and it gives me hope for the future. But I don't, and and the little bits with Dan, I'm like, Dan and Jamie getting on, hope for the future. I can't score this episode based on, I think the next one will be good because Deb and Dad are both there. And that's the only thing that's made me like this episode, the hope for the future, because they didn't do much in this episode. Lucas's hair looks fucking great. I'd give it a 10 on how fit Lucas (laughs) looks. And then he speaks. (laughs) He speaks. And he's ruining it, you know? Well, I, I quite like the little cues. I like the quite like the cue stuff, though. I feel like I, I can't. I feel like I could give it a five. I'll be willing to meet you at five. For the sake of the twelve people in the waiting room. Oh, fuck worry about them. Make them wait. Yeah, make them wait. Well, I think five's fair. That's still the lowest we've ever given an episode. Okay, we'll go to five. It's a five. We'll say five. Okay. Reluctantly, but it's a five. Okay, there you go. So, Woo. Tessa, thank you as always. Always a pleasure to chop things up with you, get your insight, perspective, and thank you for your support. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yeah, you're a superstar. You you don't have an episode for Heath for episode six, uh, for season six yet, so you need to you need to let me know. No, I was looking at season six on the list to see um, if you if you have an episode yet, and you don't. So find a good episode in season it's six. Some other random if, trash episode that's available still. If there's loads available, okay. But if you pick one that has two people in it, I'll kick one out. <laughs> All right. Excellent. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, you've been amazing as always. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. And how would you like Dom to say Ravens? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, Don't wait. Can you rap? <laughs> no. Okay. Simon can though. Simon, can you do a little rap? You know, pretend you're Q and Jamie are there on stage. Come up with a quick little rap and we're Ravens at the end or. Give me. Give me, say, a random word. Any Badger. word. Orange. Bad- Badger and orange. Rhymes with nothing. Okay. Um, what rhymes with badger? But hey, you know what rhymes with badger? Badge. Nothing. Match. Why did you both pick the two hardest words ever? For this reason, for this, so this could happen. I've got nothing. I've gone blank. Dom, do it in a German accent. Let's go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the we shall do the Ravens on three. Uh, one, two, and the three. Badger. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs>